Lord. You listen to Garage Hammer, episode 120. On tonight's episode, the Manlings talk about Grant Fetter's Tournament of Terribleness. Tournament of Terribleness. Well, if the name's any indication, the fat Manling must have done fantastic. <laughs> Shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage U Tools for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can, keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you terrible tales of Razor Dons hitting automatically. I'm Chris Yu. Oh my god, I'm blanking out again. I did it again! <laughs> Are you there? Is this mic on? Yeah, I totally. I had a name picked out. It was a movie just recently we were just talking about. We both liked, and I was like, oh, this will be a nice, easy one for Chris. And then I forgot. I suck at this game. And it's my game. It's the easy ones that you mess up on that I don't get the opportunity to guess on. Oh, I, you know, what, what movie were we talking about? I can't even remember. It must have been a sci-fi movie. Must have been. It was, well, we were talking about it at Grant's house. Uh, you know what? I suck. You know what I am? I am Mr. Sucky McSuckleson. That's who I am today. <sighs> Oh my god! I, I don't even remember that conversation. Uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> well, I just showed you how interesting I am. So. <laughs> okay, <Wow>. well, uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. On that note, oh, let's. Hey, we should, we should, we should thank our sponsors because they don't suck. Yes, they're yes. awesome. Great segue there. So, thank you to Unique Gifts and Games, located in Grays Lake, Illinois. Mantic Games. Building Bigger Armies. Mersha Miniatures. M-I-E-R-C-E hyphen miniatures. And finally, Battle Foam, protecting your... Army. Excellent. Thank you. So how you been? I've been good. I've been good. How about yourself? Uh, hanging in there. Actually, pretty good. I will say I am pretty good. We're, we're both on a, on, a, on a bit of a, a, a Warhammer high compared to where we've been relatively the last few weeks. I would agree with that. You know. this, uh, the Tournament of Terribleness uh, definitely was a, a shot of adrenaline. Yes, it was. It was a good time. And we will definitely be talking about that as, as we get into things because that, mm. that, that actually was, it was uh, refreshing, I guess you could say. It was. I, I want to play more games in that vein because I think it's. Uh, I think that's the way the game is meant to be played. Yeah, uh, I I couldn't agree more. It was just so, so much. Uh, Good change of pace. But in the meantime, in the if meantime, someone wanted to, I don't know, leave a voicemail, how oh, might they do that? Hey, you know, we do have voicemail. We got Shout voicemail. It out, brother. Hey, you got voicemail at. One seven five seven GH show six. That's one seven five seven GH show six. International callers dial zero one one seven five seven GH show six. That's most countries, not all, but most. You know the the, the really the awesome ones. The other ones are cool too. I just don't know what it is. So um, we have a couple of voicemails here, and they're kind of long, and I hmm. I didn't get a chance to listen to them because they were long, um, and. Oh, uh, voicemails raw. These are raw. Okay, there's two of them, and they're two and a half minutes each. Um, and I'm, wow. I'm, I tried to read them to see what the uh, what they were saying, but mm-hmm. Google Voice, you know, it, uh, hey, Universal's luncheon cutting, Baltimore, Maryland, or listen to beginning of your debt. 
So I don't know what. <laughs> it's okay. So, that could be anything. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I mean, I, I suppose play him, and if we need to, if if you need to edit him down, then I suppose that could happen. Yeah. Let's let's hope after episode one eighteen, this isn't hate voicemail because right. that's a that's a long hate voicemail. These came in right after episode one eighteen. So it's from two two different people. I hope not the same guy. Like, and I got cut off. So to keep on, <laughs> no, they're they're they're, they're two different area codes. So either they're the different people. Or okay. or the person drove somewhere really far away, got pissed, and called us again. All right, well, let's, so, let's, let's hear see. Him. Here we go. Hey, Dave and Chris. This is uh, Jay Cutton from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, listening to the beginning of your Adepticon episode, I just wanted to insert some positivity into sort of the hobby and the ways that it sounds like a lot of people are in. Um, so in my perspective, I totally agree it's tough to work out the desire to really try anything too different, but I think this is a golden opportunity to get some great kind of hobby scenarios and fluff games in because people aren't going to be thinking competitively because who knows where the competitive theme will be, you know, in the next couple months. So why not crack open those um those end times books and try one of the you know, just wacky scenarios that have a great kind of narrative line to them rather than some sort of competition theme thing. I think it's a great time to try to get some of the people in your area to try out maybe some of the crazy things like Storm of Chaos and End Times rules and just sort of embrace the madness. Just try to have a good time um, with the models that you have already painted since you have so many rather than, you know, just trying to wait to see where the rules will be because once the new rules come out, people are going to immediately jump into, well, we need our practice and performance and you'll never get an opportunity, I think, again to really play end times and sort of a scenario story-based theme. Um, and then just one other thing to kind of a bone to pick, if you will. Um, I've been hearing a lot of complaints about the last page of Archeon, and while I agree it, it wasn't the ending I was hoping for, it seems like a lot of people haven't actually read the rest of the book yet. Um, and it seems a little silly to really be giving a lot of attention to that last page before you've read the rest of the narrative. I, I will agree it's not the ending I want it, but if you read the rest of the book, it's a lot more, it's a lot better of an ending in my opinion because you get a much more fulfilling story. Um, so I would say just try your best not to focus on my last page until you get through the rest of the book because I think you're doing yourself a disservice entering into that book in the negative light, which is frankly a really great story. It's really enjoyable. Anyway, uh, keep up the great work, guys. You guys are keeping me fired up. I've almost finished my 2,400-point army um, for the Painting Hobby Challenge 2015. Um, Grok on the Facebook, oh, not Facebook, the uh, forums, if you guys want to check it out. All right, cool. Looking forward to the next episode. See you. Right on, Grok. Thanks for the message. Yep. Hey, I'm gonna say, I'll say this as far as the book goes. I'm still finishing up notes for Thankful, but... Um, you know, I'm certain that the beginning of the book makes the end a little easier to stomach, probably, you mm-hmm. know, but um, still, the end result is suck. <laughs> I'm still annoyed by the end result. I don't care how good of a buildup it is to it. What happens on that last page makes me say poop. <laughs> so that's just me. That's just me. Other people. So the, may the dis- individual parts is worse than the whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one way to put it. Yes, very much so. So, um, okay, but thank you for 
Jake. Thank you to Jake for absolutely calling in and, and giving us that. Uh, it's, so, it's cool to hear from Jake because I see his him posting on the forum all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize he was Grok. So, uh, so um, here's our second voicemail. Um, and so we didn't we, we got the first one cut. So let's see how this one is. Um, it's uh, once again another another long one, but hopefully. It's a good one. Like I said, I get, <laughs> they're right well, after. Well, the longer the better because then we don't have to talk as much. There you go. So let's see what we got here. Hey, it's Tim from Cincinnati. It's been a while since I called last. Just want to say, Chris, your uh, lack of enthusiasm disgusts me. But first of all, I also want to say that I really appreciate your guys' show. Just kidding, Chris. And oh, I want you guys to keep up what you're doing especially with the End Times coverage. It's the only podcast my girlfriend will let me listen to around her other than the dwellers below. She loves the theatrical bits, so keep those up, please. But I understand there's a lot of stress in the hobby right now, and you guys aren't alone with being worried about the direction everything's going and that it looks like it's going to be the end times forever. But I really don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is just... Uh, like some kind of major supplement where they give you the option to play at the moment of the end times where everything's changed, everything's turned upside down. And that gives a lot of great opportunity for rules. But the TOs do need to start reining this in. And if they want to have a competitive environment, they need to leave these narrative rules uh, outside of the game. Um, they might need to cut and paste a little bit more so people can take some of the new units and new models. Um, like, I wouldn't have a problem with someone playing the Gash if they really wanted to, um, or Glotkin, for that matter. And I think those add a lot to the game and can be really fun. But all in all, I would say not to worry. I don't think there are going to be any round bases showing up. I don't think that they're going to be deleting entire races and your models are going to become invalid. I think that's a lot of terrible people on the Internet doing what they always do and just constantly running their mouth about things that they think, you know, is like the end times for Warhammer in real life. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things happening, and I think it's actually a really cool scenario where all the things, all the fluff that we always used to love, it's still a continuation it's not a reboot, it's a continuation if you read the end of Archeon. And all that history is still there, it's still relevant. You may even have some characters coming back. Like, I have a hard time believing Glotkin and Nagash, over $100 models, are suddenly only going to be viable for that six-month period. The end times was dominant. I just don't see that happening. So I would say to you guys, don't worry carry on, and hobby on. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for the message. Uh, what was his name? That was uh, Tim Clint? from Cincinnati. Sorry, say that again? Tim from Cincinnati. Oh, Tim. Yeah. All right, thanks, Tim. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll try to get my act together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boy, I'm glad he went. I was just kidding with that, guys, because I was just like, whoa, there's a, there's a great start to this voicemail. Right, right. Uh, well, no, I mean it's it's warranted. I mean, our last episode, we were certainly down on on the state of things, but 
you know, I think um, you know I have changed our outlook a little bit. At least I have. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to let the rumors and whatnot dictate to me how I should feel. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to play this game the best way that it is played, and that's you know, a casually, b for fun, c with other like-minded people who want to play the same way. Yeah. I think for me, competitive Warhammer is kind of. I think it's uh, it's history for me. Oh well, yeah. I mean, if they- I, I competitive Warhammer, you know what I mean. So triumph and treachery, bring it on. Tournaments of terribleness, love it. Narrative gaming, that sort of thing. I, I think that's really where the most fun is to be had, at least for me. Oh. I, I kind of got to agree. I mean, I, I, I'm still well. I'm I'm going to bits, and I'm gonna play my best. But I'm really going to bits so I can hang out and play some games with some friends. It's oh not, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, tournaments are, are still good for that. There's no yeah. doubt. I mean, it's that's it's a hundred people. Really, that's kind of the only thing it's good for at this point for me. You know what I'm saying? Because that, like, I've, I I kind of feel how you feel. I just I don't feel like the I don't feel like doing that competitive. Warhammer thing, you know. Yeah. Well, there's also, I mean, you get to see everyone's best painted stuff come out and the yeah. display boards. And so, I mean, yeah, t- tournaments still have their, their merits. But, right. Uh, you know, I, I think things are cyclical. You know, you go through phases and you get closer to the game or you get far, further from it. Mm-hmm. Some people take breaks or whatever. So, I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. normal ebb and flow of life, right? Exactly. And, you know, honestly, I went back and listened to the episode and I don't think it's as bad as people thought it was. I think people were just shocked that, you know, Mm, I don't know. You had a, a couple moments. Well, yeah. I mean, I was upset, but look, I mean, okay. I, I'm sorry. I went back and listened. First of all, I didn't say how ninth is going to suck and we're all going to have to quit this hobby. I had a really bad tournament. I was feeling kind of right. bummed. I don't know where things are going, which is ruining. I mean, it's ruining everybody's hobby mojo. Nobody sure, wants to sure. start anything. But I, going into that recording, I, I, you know, we had talked about it, and I was definitely further from the game than you were. But as we were talking on that show, I was like, "Whoa, David, calm down. It's not that bad." I, I was talking you off the ledge. Yeah, I mean, which but, was a, me, a weird change of events. For me, it wasn't like I don't know if I want to keep playing this game or I, I you know, I, ninth is going to suck. I'm looking forward to ninth. I think it'll be cool. I've got my stuff. I want to play. I am feeling good about the hobby in general. I just was really down, and I, I and I, I, I was very vocal about end, end times in tournaments. But I think that's really where my focus really was. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I think people were kind of shocked uh, to hear that. And uh, you know, uh, by, by the way, thank you. I mean, I, dude, I got a lot of emails from people saying, "Hey." I sympathize, but, you know, I understand how you're feeling. We're doing this. A lot of people giving me suggestions of how to get my, you know, cheer up in the hobby, Mm. Uh, things that they're doing locally, painting or playing different things. I mean, far too numerous to list. So I do want to thank everybody who did send in something, you know, uh, uh, some some kind words. Um, There there was uh, kind words and there was also some tough love. A lot of people saying, hey, you're my go-to podcast Get it together, you know. I don't. We we don't want to hear gloom and doom. We need a celebration of the hobby more. You know, never more so than now. Yeah, so. and I get that, uh, but by the same token, I guess there's two things. A, I'm gonna say how I feel. I'm not gonna lie to people just mm-hmm. because. I'm, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not because you're a fanboy, right? And I'm not gonna sit and. I, I guess it's one of those things where I'm not gonna. How how is the audience going to take my opinion? Is not something I've ever really 
Well, it's not. It's going to be gonna nothing censor if it's myself. Not yeah, exactly. I'm not right. going to censor myself because somebody might not like what I have to say. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not like, hey, f you. I don't care what you think. But it's like, but I'm not going to lie or sugarcoat what I think because. Right, because yeah. you don't want to send out the wrong message. No, I, right. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, occasionally, you know, we're speaking from the heart. So yeah, we're so, just giving you our mental state currently as it is. Yeah. And you know, it was not so good. We're happy to report that it's better. Yeah, I did get one email from someone uh, who was like, "I hope you're not going to end the show because normally when people get have that type of an episode, I, I didn't see that. they end no. the show." And it's like, oh, I'm not planning on ending the show anytime soon. No, no. You know? David and I did get turned into newts, but. <laughs> Aren't you going to finish it? She turned me into a new, but we got better. There you go. Um, oh, we did have one last voicemail, and I may, I, okay, I'm just throwing this one out there, and if this is terrible, I'm just cutting it out. We're going to the next thing, because I did play this one. It's not long, but I played it, and I couldn't understand it on my phone, so I'm going to try it here, and if All it's right. still not understandable, I'm cutting it. So here we go. I never minded standing in the rain. from Houston, Texas, which leads me to believe Mark that Cox, might have been Mark maybe. Cox. And that's David Allen Coe singing the Perfect Country Western song, You Never Even Call Me By My Name. So I will leave that in just for the sake of I actually knew what they was. Couldn't make head or tail out on my phone. I swear to God, I thought it was cranky. <laughs> that, mm, that's not really his style, but... Cr- cranky calling up and singing on the, on the, on the thing? I could have been. Does he? Well, I guess. So yeah. His most messages are usually much more... I don't know, barbed and pointed. <laughs> well, there was no there was no Rhinox Rider message in the song, so I realized it couldn't right. have been him. But right. so that's that. Uh, that's that for the voicemail and for the recaps on the other. You know, we have gotten a little feedback on uh, Kane Part Two, mm-hmm. and so far the most feedback I've gotten back is um, the stupid Batman voice for Aletha Nar, mm-hmm. me screaming, "I love this episode." And then the the rep, the Back to the Future reference with Biff is getting like it's like I, I it's like we what covered was the all Back this. To the future reference. That was the part where he where 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 Tyrion tells Alariel they w- she will be his bride, and I was like, it's kind of like Biff from Back to the Future. You will be mine, Lorraine. Uh, and apparently, out of all that coverage, the Back to the Future reference and the um, and the Manticore Club contest. No, so far, are getting the, the Manticore Club. That was good. Very exclusive club, that. Yes. Uh, we'll see if we get some entries. Oh, i got to put up a contest uh, thread. i got to remember to do that tonight. Uh, okay, so listen, we've been going for really long before our first break, so why don't... Um, you know what? Let's take a break, and then mm-hmm. since News and Rumors is woefully missing pretty mm-hmm. much right now, we'll come back and do the shout-outs because we have an important one to do when we get back. That sounds like a plan.
That's right, folks. Chaos Org Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back talking some hammer in the garage. I'm Chris, he's David. Yes, yes. Oh, so uh, we did get a shout out, and I've been meaning to read this one, and I totally, uh, I for some reason it kind of got lost in the voice in the emails, and then we were doing Kane and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, this is uh, from uh, Clint Mallet. He's got a tournament coming up in June. Uh, and it says, hey, Dave and Chris, I've been listening to you guys for a bit over 12 months and loving every show. I wonder if he was loving every 118. Show. Yeah, I don't know. So I will see. If he loves that one, too, that's awesome. I love this episode. Um, outrageous. Can I ask if you can give my first tournament? Hey, he's, got his, he's doing his first tournament in June. Awesome. So it's, a come, it's still April, so I don't feel bad we're getting this out. Right. Uh, oh, it's actually April now. This will be May. It'll be May. Uh, uh, a month in advance. I don't know how. You know, sorry about that, brother. Uh, it's coming in later probably than you wanted it did. So King of the Hill is a 32-player ETC. Con- oh, it's ETC. Forget it. We're not doing this. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> All Warhammer is still good Warhammer. I, all, yes, I'm just teasing. Uh, King of the Hill is a 32-player ETC comp event being run in... Toowoomba, Queensland, Australia on the 27th and 28th of June. Oh, well, that gives us even less time because they're in the future. So um, it is the first event being run by the Toowoomba City War Gamers, and it's a five-round, 2,400-point tournament. Lunch is provided both days, and there will be a social dinner and drinks the Saturday evening. Spots are still available, and they would love to see some interstaters. Head over to ToowoombaCityWarGamers.com, and if you're in the... If you are close enough to go to this, you probably know how to spell Toowoomba. Uh, or Toowoomba. I think it's Toowoomba. T W O hyphen W O M B hyphen B A is how he gave me the phonetics. So it's Toowoomba. Toowoomba, mate. Well, W O M B is womb, isn't it? But they're Australian, so maybe it's womb. I don't know. Just just say mate at the end of it, and I think that will do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. And throw shrimp on the Barbie and, right. and bring up Paul Hogan. I got you. So oh, there we go. They, you know, they hate that guy down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't bring up the crocodile guy because he died. The crocodile? Oh, uh, is that Steve, Steve the Irwin. animal guy? You can't bring yeah, up I, Steve Irwin. He died. Right. God rest really? his soul. So, for more details and registration, find them on Twitter at TC Wargamers. TC Wargamers. <gasps> That's not like Traverse Traverse City. Well, no, Tawamba City Wargamers. They look. They uh-huh. stole the TC War. No, that would be TC War. No, that's War Room. Uh, TC Wargamers. That's the name of their club. TC Wargamers. I don't know. I, I think I, we're going to have to have a cross continental rumble. I agree. These guys should come to bits because I think some of the guys are coming from TC War Room. 
You have a, a TC off. <laughs> Beats a Jake off. It doesn't quite have the same ring to it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Does not have it. So cheers, guys, from Clint. So there you go, guys. Toowoomba City. T-O-O-W-O-O-M-B-A. CityWarGamers.com. Check it out. 32-player ETC comp. Same weekend as Blood in the Sun. Same weekend as Blood in the Sun. So you can go there and play in a tournament that Clint is putting. It's his first tournament. You know, you, dude, it's his first tournament. Help the guy out. Yeah, inaugural. Fill that tournament you could up. say yeah. you were there. You know, yeah. history in the making. When this becomes like the biggest tournament in Australia next to Moonstruck, because you know I don't want the dwellers below guys getting mad at me, so they got mm-hmm. the Moonstruck. But when this becomes the and when this becomes you know the at least the biggest tournament in Toowoomba. You know, you could say you were there when. It'll be so big, they'll start calling it Three Wumba. <laughs> Man! <laughs> wow! No? Okay, that was beautiful. That was fantastic. <laughs> thank you, thank uh, you. That was... <laughs> All right, so, you know what, let's jump into the news and rumors, because, well, we can get yeah, through this. Yeah, cover section. there, huh? Yeah, um, really, this, it's kind of quiet, because it looks like there's not going to be... I don't predict a thing for fantasy before 9th Ed, which... So, what, what's the latest rumor in terms of the date? Do we know that? Okay, I've been sure. saying... I've been predicting July of this year since last year, because, to, if I remember correctly, 6th came out in July. I know 7th and 8th both came out in July, and the last two editions of um, 40K came out in July. Okay. So well, then stands to reason that July yeah. is the big one. So people moved it up to April in the rumors, and I was like, huh? And then they're saying a skirmish game is coming for mm-hmm. fantasy, but then this skirmish, well, not a skirmish game, this board game came out for 40K. Mm-hmm. Have you that. seen that thing? Yeah. yeah, it looked pretty cool. It looked cool. If, if the price tag wasn't as high, I'd have bought it. If for, if for one How reason. How much was it? Like 100 It's like a buck and a quarter, I think. Wow. Yeah, that's but a, it, that's an expensive board game. Yeah, it is now. It comes with these four new character models, these assassins. Mm. And, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I was talking with Rotor about this, and how much is, a speci- a, like, a clan pack character model now? Like, a character model is, like, 20, 20, 25 bucks. So there's four of those, plus the whole board game, plus the other models that are in the game. So you know, can you use these models like in 40k? Yeah, or? apparently they got some rules for them in the newest magazine. Oh, which well, I, yeah, so I mean they are I mean, yeah. maybe. Now I will say this: the models are really cool. Like if you're into 40k, like I, there's a one of the one of the Horus Heresy books is about assassins, mm. and one of them looks like the one on the cover. I mean they really do look pretty cool. Uh, and the thing I like about it, it's a one to four player game because it's cooperative. You play against the deck. Huh. So the other pieces move about and do stuff as the deck commands. So you're playing cooperative with your friends, but you can play it as a one-player game, which for me, not getting out that often, I could see myself buying that and setting it up, and, and you know, if, if I have no one to play against, I could still play it. You're just playing against the deck. Yeah. Uh, that's that's both cool and borderline tragic. Well, I mean, there's... I, I just feel like if you have a game, I guess if you're well, playing computer games, it's the same thing, yeah. right? Well, there's four assassins, so you basically, if you play by yourself, you play all the assassins. If you play two players, you split them, three players. Right. Someone has two, and then four players, you each get one of the assassins. But you play cooperatively. I mean, it is... I have to hand it to them. The miniatures are very neat to look at. Like, 
I look at this, I'm like, oh, I want to pick these up and I want to play this game. Yeah, like I, I'm totally not because, as we discussed in the last couple of episodes, I have. I mean, I have to start selling stuff. I have to. I have to. <laughs> right? Didn't you just do that though? I, I was just thinking about that the other day. I felt like you've gone through a purge. Like I did. I sold off my ago. Warhammer armies, like all the yeah. ones I don't play, but I've still got stuff in boxes I haven't opened, and I've still got like. I got a couple of big games like Kickstarter, like those big coffin box games that I just don't ever, like literally opened it up. In fact, the Sedition Wars, and by the way, if anyone wants a copy of Sedition Wars at a good price, let me know. Um, But I've never played it. Like I opened it up, looked at the pieces, and then took the extras I got from the Kickstarter, which is, Uh I paid, I bought a lot of these cool extras. I put them all in the box with the Sedition Wars and closed the box and never opened it again. Like, I just don't have anyone to play with and don't have time to do it. So i got to get rid of that. I've got some other games here that I've just got extras of. Okay. Uh, so it's it's got to be cleaned up. Um, so okay. that's, you know, that's, if, hey, if I can get a little extra money so I could pay for some of these other stuff, then that's sure. good for yeah. me. Yeah, just keep keep what you use. And... But that's basically it. I mean, the rumors are July now for the for the new edition, and we'll see what, what that holds. But uh, All right. Well... Get comfortable and uh, you know enjoy the ride. I'm looking forward to seeing what Ninth has to bring. Yeah, well, we both are. So I think a lot of us are. It's one of those things where it's like now they've put us in a holding pattern, mm. and so now whether you're looking forward to a new edition or not, you just want it to be here. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the the waning days of <laughs> of eighth, and uh, yeah. it's like we're all sitting around at the airport waiting for the people to get off the plane. It's like, okay, right. you know what? Um, I'm here. I'm waiting. As soon as everyone gets off, I can go. I can I make my decisions and move along. So right. Although you know, with the the, t- the tournament of terribleness, I feel like waiting in the lounge of the airport. I found this group of people that you know, and we we started up this fun poker game, and we'd rather do that than catch our flight. Yeah, there you go. Hey, look, we're really beating this analogy, but it works. So (laughs) (laughs) it is working, though. But you see what I'm saying? So yeah, we'll get to tournament of terribleness after the after the um, after the toolbox, which by the way is coming up right now. The toolbox brought to you by okay. All right, Toolbox. Hey, um, have you done any reading? You've been- uh, I've read a little. I started a little bit on the, the Thankful. Okay. Uh, other than that, non Warhammer reading? No. I'm not a big reader, so not much to report there. You've been reading uh, rule books, haven't you, though? Going through those infinity rules and. Oh, yes. Stuff yes. like that. So we're counting that. Uh, I thought this Why was just a well? Warhammer podcast. Hey. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of those rules, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, a lot of. Hey. You know, people are trying other things. I've been sure. going through my Malifaux stuff and the Infinity stuff and the Wrath of Kings stuff. So okay. I'm just leafing through it, nothing in depth. But, hey, we're looking right. at it. Might as well mention it. Yeah, I've been reading that uh, and X-Wing rules. Uh, speaking of which, have you read your Star Wars Armada rules? No, I have not. I haven't opened it That's yet. That's a game because, that you have, though. You yeah, have it, though. yeah okay. it's a $100 game. I'm going to open it eventually. From what I hear... You have to have two sets of those to actually play a full, like full-fledged game. So it's designed so that you have your box set, I have mine, then we meet and we play a full game. That's how I hear it's supposed to work. Oh, you're kidding me! No. So if I want to actually play this with Harris in a full-on game, I got to go buy another one of these damn That's things. That's what I've heard. Yeah, you could play a, a, a game with you know just what's in the box, but you're playing like a half a game. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! That's what I heard. I mean, they only give you, what, like three ships, an Imperial cruiser and two rebel cruisers? So what? I mean, 
Come on. Mm. X-Wing was a full game in the box, and it was 40 bucks. I know, I know. But it, yeah, this one's 100 bucks, and yeah. yeah no, see, that's just what I've heard. I don't know if that's going to let me buy another one of these. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah, well, I, I might. I I'll, might buy one. Oh, there you go. So then we can, we can we'll play together then, because Lord knows right. I'm going to get in trouble otherwise. Right. You bought a $100 game and didn't know you that it was half a it? game? Yeah. Who knew? I didn't know. What am I going to say to her? Hey, listen, don't even worry about a $100 game. You know how many thousands I've spent on Warhammer? That's oh, it. You know? don't, yeah, don't do exactly. that. <laughs> it's like, he's the say the wrong thing guy. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> uh, wow. So, all right. Um, how about any uh, other reading for you? Um, yeah, I. you know, I'm reading Thankful and Taking Notes. Um just about done with chapter one. I'm trying to get that. That book is longer than the last book, but I'm trying to get it, keep it down to an episode's worth. Mm. So a lot of the battles are just, you, I mean, I'm trying to do it more of a sum up than a step-by-step <laughs> guy battle. Dies. <laughs> well, really, that's what I, you know, exactly. If, if, unless there's someone big dies. I mean, there's so many battles going on in this book. I mean, chapter one, they have the, the, the Skaven attack three different cities of the Lizardmen. Mm-hmm. And outside of a couple of cool bits of tactics, it's the same thing. So it's like, oh, we can cover this quickly. Plus, you don't want to dwell on it too much because you'll break Roder's heart, and he's my friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Well, I think it's the uh, wall, dude. If you got into some of those battles in chapter one, it's sad as hell. No, I haven't. But well, we'll save that for the episode. We'll save that for yeah. the review. Yeah. So I did that. Um, I have been re-listening. I haven't read Starship Troopers since I was like twelve by Robert Heinlein. I don't think I've ever read that book. I've read some others of his, but not that one in particular. And it's one of those things where I, you know, I like, okay, I started reading when I was 12, and it's very much. It's very different from what I've heard. No, it's nothing like the movie. Um, Did you find the movie, it's nothing like the book, but did you like the movie? uh, Or did it put you off? I rem- okay, here's the thing. That was one of those books I started reading when I was 12. And there's a lot of political stuff and long, uh-huh. long speeches about, you know, responsibility and right. society. And I'll be honest with you. It was one of those things when I was 12, I kind of skimmed it and claimed to have read it. Mm. And just kind of never realized I hadn't read it until I picked it up on Audible and started listening to it and going, wow, I really don't remember almost any of this book. So I'm actually loving listening. I'm almost done with it at this point. It's so good. Hmm. It's not a long read. It's such a good book. Um, it reminds me why I love sci-fi so much. Um, it is nothing like that. Movie's pretty pretty bad. I mean, it's it's pretty. <laughs> it, bad. it is bad, but I don't. Know, there's something about it that makes it watchable. I think oh, it's because it's so campy. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean the. Dude, do you want to know more? And right, the clicking, exactly. you know, and you got uh, Neil Patrick Harris in there, and yeah. you got Casper Van Dien, and then you got some naked women with the, with the, with the <laughs> right. boobies. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in fact, I remember reading the book, and I'm like, wait a minute, there's no women in the army? Like, there's none in the army. Hmm. But you can't do that in the movie because you're having teenage boys who are buying the tickets to come see Killing, and if you throw in girls with no tops, you sell more tickets. <laughs> right, right. So... You know, That's the combo, the magic combo, right? Yeah, but literally, I mean, I'm almost done with the book, and like the girl, the girl who goes on to be a pilot, she's there when they go to the recruiting, and then she leaves, and I've never seen her again. Hmm. Like, and I'm like eighty percent of the way done with the book, and then like Denise Richards had like a huge part in the movie, right? So I'm just like, oh wow, this is amazingly different. But man, if you haven't read it before, or if you haven't read it. 
in a long time. Starship Troopers is. I I just didn't realize how good that that was. That is so oh, good. To, I'll have to check that out. So yeah, so that that's that's my reading. Um, oh, I did okay. pick up uh, an advanced reader's copy of the new Larry Korea book, um, mm. Son of the Black Sword, and. Um, but you haven't read it yet. No, I just picked it up the other day. I'm all kind of excited because it's a, the book comes out in November, but you can go to Bain Books, B-A-E-N, their website, mm-hmm. and they do advanced reader copies like the not-quite-proofread and fixed ones yet. Right. And you can get it as an e ebook download on the cheap if you want to read it like right now. And Interesting. I really like Larry Korea, so I was like, I got to have this. I got to have it now. Well, uh, for those who haven't heard or listened to Garage Hammer or Garage Gamer, uh, you had a little surprise there uh, in relation to that, didn't you? Yeah, that in fact that episode is already out. By the time you're listening to this, um, yeah, Larry Correa agreed to come on and talk, and I, I got to say, I feel okay. I feel bad. Um, I talked to him. He agreed to come on. And I was talking to him, and he'd already done two interviews that day. And we were talking, and I, you know, I said we usually do these shows are usually about an hour long, maybe a little less, a little more. And he said, "Well, let's shoot for about a half hour." And I said, "Fine." Uh, he said, "If we go along, that's not a problem, but let's shoot for a half hour." And then I was asking him questions, and we were both kind of talking, and we we're having a good time. And then next thing I realized, it had gone a little over half an hour. So I, I stopped for a second. I said, "Listen, we can stop here, or I can ask you a couple of questions about writing." And then you could talk about this thing with the Hugo Awards. Uh, and he said, no, no, that's fine. And we wound up talking for like an hour and 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't know if he was – I mean, he seemed to be having a good time. And I hope that was the case. And I hope well, he wasn't just – I hope he wasn't just too kind to say, no, I got to go. Well, he's a professional. And, you know, time is valuable to him. So I'm sure if he didn't want to be on, he would have said, yeah, look, I got to go. Right. And so, so. I'm just I, – I hope that's the case because, I, I mean, seriously, like he's one of my, like, favorite authors. And – to to I'm I, I'm hoping I didn't burn any bridges by keeping him on because it was we were sitting there, I was like well my wife is serving dinner to the kids but that's cool you know we did about a half so and then we were done I'm like dude I'm really sorry I hope I didn't keep you too much from anything he's like nah dude that's what microwaves are for I'm like okay like mm. so but he was really great if you if you haven't listened to it you know I mean I've talked about his books so many times and um we spent the first 20 minutes talking about him painting models and gaming and stuff it was it was really fun so cool that was a super cool time um so hobbying you've been doing a bunch of hobbying even though it's not been with your elves or your orcs uh yes i've been playing a lot of uh infinity getting a lot of games there under my belt and that's it's a lot of fun you really Uh, like that game don't you I you know I do because it is a, a a great change of pace from what Warhammer was. It's you know it's skirmish. It's just a handful of models. The games are very very quick, um, and they're 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 fun to paint. Uh, you know, so I'm I'm looking forward to actually getting some paint paint on them. But it's a it's a it's a breath of fresh air, and I think that's only a good thing. So when you ninth comes out, or when we go back to Warhammer. Uh, you know, then the Warhammer becomes that much better because I don't know, just a little bit of time away makes it better. Yeah, and I mean, it's nice to have other games to play. You know, mm. if I had one complaint about Warhammer, it does take a long time to set up and play and pull down. Right. Whereas if you've only got an hour, hour and a half, and you just want to pull out seven models and play a game, yeah, a skirmish base game is better for that certainly. Yeah, so you have more opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Doing some Infinity, uh, playing a lot of X Wing lately too. So, you know, with your boys. 
Uh, no, with a, a friend of mine who he's he's kind of a more of a board gamer. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Axis and Allies, that type of thing, the more strategy games. But he's delved into X Wing, so he he and I have been playing and with my boys. That we just play just the basic mechanics, but right. with my my friend, we actually play the more advanced rules, and I, I find it quite enjoyable. It's even less of a commitment than Infinity because there's no painting involved, right? It's, you know, you just have pull you been, out of the box and play. Have you been pulling out the meteors and things like that in your game, or have you just been playing a straight up game? Meteors? They're what do you mean? Are asteroids? I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. Asteroids. We yeah, we use those. So you use those and everything. Mm-hmm, yeah. Have you been just using the little chits, or have you gone out? Because I know, like at UGG, they you know where they have the terrain in a box. Mm-hmm. You can oh, they buy, have like the three dimensional. Yeah, asteroids. where you can just put them on little flight stands, and you can have little asteroids uh, yeah. floating around on the board. We just use the little uh, chits that come with it, but I, I have seen what you're talking about, and that looks that would be a great addition because it just yeah. looks so cool. I'm thinking about picking some of those up too because they just do look so much better. It's so much more fun. Mm. Did you have a lot of uh, ships outside of the X-Wing box set? Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> all right. Do you have all of them? <laughs> no, I stopped. I haven't bought any of the Rogues things, but I've got a Millennium Falcon and a Slave One and a couple of B-Wings and a couple okay. of... Yeah, I've got a bunch. If wow. there's anything you need, let me know. How many TIE Fighters? Oh, I think I've got six. Wow. I've got okay. between four and six. Dude, I... I... I've never seen you even play that game, other than the one time you and I played. Oh no, I've, I play. Well, I mean, you're not. It's not like you're here all the time. I play. Heather likes to play that game. Heather, Heather's good at that game. Oh, at least she. Okay. Well, I, I don't. I don't try too darn hard because the last thing you want is, you know, is to to have the person you're playing. I mean, there's times when, I, you know, I'll take my foot off the gas a little bit, and then there's times where she just pounds on me because she's pretty good, and huh. she's one of those people who rolls dice like she's unconscious. Like, oh. Oh, oh, I rolled six or seven strikes. Well, you only have five dice. I know I'm good. Right. You know, it's like... Um, Force is strong in this one, huh? Exactly. And she pounds on Harrison, too. Harrison gets mad. Wow, she's no mercy. No, no, she's good. Oh, she don't She don't play. She don't, I don't care if you're the, if you're the kid. Huh. She, hey, she, there, that's the rules. You want to play with the big boys, you got to play, you know? Yeah, and sure, so sure. That's how she plays. Okay. So, no, cool. she's good. But uh, yeah, as far as hobby, that's that's all for me. A lot of gaming, but we'll get into that in uh, the later segments. Right. Uh, let's see. For me, um, I've been putting a little more paint on the dwarfs, but I'm really as I'm cleaning up this stuff in the basement and going through stuff and trying to move stuff around, and you know, uh, you know, I'm going through my Malifaux stuff and realizing that I need all the new cards because the second edition with the changes. Mm-hmm. So I actually ordered like the new faction card decks. You know, with like, well, not the cards, but the. Uh, you know, like the rule cards, they, you know, that come with okay. each of the characters. When they went to second edition rules, a lot of the cards changed a bit. When did they go to second edition? That was relatively recently. Uh, that was more than six months ago. Oh, it's been I, out for a while. Yeah, they were selling that. They, I bought my second edition rules at, at, in August at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have the cards because they, they didn't have the rules done for every model. So I held off on the cards. And right. then we haven't been playing it. So... I haven't worried about it. And do you just play Malifaux like in the house, or have you considered like I know UGG has a league or, or Malifaux Knights? Yeah, I mean, I may I may go do that once I get them all painted and stuff. But right now, I just sort of play a little at the house, you know, with Heather. Okay. But uh, so yeah, we're trying to. Um, but I, we we haven't played in a while, and I realized I'm like, oh, shoot, I need all the new cards. So I ordered up the new cards from UGG so that I can mm-hmm. have all the more updated stuff. 
and going through them. And man, I paint, the stuff I did paint, I painted a while ago, and I'm like, wow, this is an awful paint job. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, I'm trying to kind of cataloging what I have, looking at the new stuff, seeing what I need. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm looking at that. I'm really considering, even with this dwarf unit, maybe just putting it aside for a while, just because it's not like I'm going to get a whole army painted. Right. And um, I'm just, I'm sort of hitting wit's end with it. Um, okay. Just, just well, I, right I haven't now. seen those in person, so uh, <clears throat> I'd like to see those. You know, what well, you know, the latest progress. Well, the faces and beards are done, and the armor is done, which is like the whole model I know. But like, just the armor, like the. You know, the metallic and the highlights on the armor. Um, right. the, the white and the blue on the helmets and the shoulder pads and the uh, the gauntlets. That's what I've got left to do. And then the gold etching, the filigree. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's the, you know, the bright color stuff still has to get done. But it's like I kind of want to paint these Malifaux models. So I'm thinking, you know, put this aside for a little bit. Plus, sure. I, I did, because everybody's going all in on it, I bought a Pano starter box ah back to infinity okay yeah, i bought it i got the six models i know i can play a couple of demo games i'm in right i know i'm not all in like everybody else but i'm in enough to just to get a taste huh yeah i mean if i like it i've got this and i could always get some more oh god bless america these are fiddly models they are uh, the yeah. i remember when everything went to plastic and i was kind of like lamenting oh metal is so much stronger man i don't miss this as I'm coming back to it. First of all, they're really nice models, but they're tiny and they they're, got yeah, skinny they little small. arms. Yeah, little antennas and little, yeah, small joints to connect. And you can't pin this stuff. This is like the glue and pray method. Mm, some things you can pin, but yeah, you're Not right. Not on some my stuff. These pins. arms are too thin. The only way I could pin these arms is literally to just drill right through the outside of the arm all the way into the model, stick the pin in, and then like green stuff over the hole I made on the outside and right, try to right. putty over it. Yeah, you have a certain degree of patience needed with these models for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool. And I, I like I said, this is the... the this is the, the that was the aesthetic that grabbed me the most of of all the army factions whose fluff I liked. So right, that's what so I've been doing. You and I have a uh, a demo game of that lined up for sometime next week. Yeah, I just got to figure out what night of the week is yeah, yeah. is good. Um, so I it may, it's either probably you're probably either going to be Tuesday or Friday next week. So you're going to sure. be giving me a demo. Yep, absolutely. I'll be excited. I'm kind of excited. It's cool to try something new. Yeah, well, yeah, it is it is fun. Uh, so, so uh, you got any other? I do have some other. Cool. Uh, I've been watching on the History Channel the World Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's actually really good. They talk about uh, you know all the big history, all the major players, uh, World War One going into World War Two, uh, Hitler, Patton, MacArthur, etc. Kind of kind of their humble beginnings and how they rose to you know their their rose to power. Oh cool. So I've been um, I've always been like a big World War Two kind of history buff. Um, so I found that entertaining and separate from that on the re- recommendation of Johnny Hastings started watching house of cards. Yeah. Everyone's telling me that's pretty good. We, my wife and I only got through episode one. We just haven't had time to watch it again, but it is very compelling. And Kevin Spacey is, is I've always liked him as an actor. So yeah. he, he does a really good job with the show. So I'm looking forward to continuing with that. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So how about yourself? What is your other, uh, well, I got my ticket to go see uh, Avengers tomorrow. Oh, cool. Okay. So going to the Thursday night show. So uh, 
Yeah, because that's right. the new uh, the new hotness, right? Oh yeah, I mean it's gonna you know it's gonna be good. It's Joss Whedon. All the reviews are saying it's gonna be good. Yeah, and, dude, it's a comic book movie. I'm gonna go right. comic book movies, vampire movies. I just go see them all. You're so. hooked, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Oh, <laughs> have you have you watched Daredevil yet? I have not. Oh, dude, what is that on? It's G- on Netflix. WGN? It's no Netflix. Oh, okay. It's a Netflix original. Like, they produced it. Oh, The Flash is the one that's on WGN, right? Yeah, The Flash and Arrow, which I've uh, okay. pretty, I've wrapped up those so far for the season. I'm all caught up on those. I watched that a bunch, and I, I've really – I enjoy them. I think they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but Daredevil is out of this world. Hmm. 13 episodes of awesomeness. I'll have to really check that out. First episode, a couple of the characters were a little annoying, and I'm like, meh, I don't know. But I like the guy who plays Daredevil – and the girl in it is was from True Blood. I liked her. And uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is, uh, well, basically the kingpin. Oh, he's a good actor. Oh, he's great. And he is so good in this. Um, and I will say this. The fight scenes in this are really good. Hmm. If nothing else, watch the first two episodes. And if you're not hooked, there's something wrong with you. The fight scene at the end of the second episode is one shot. It's one long continuous shot. The camera just keeps moving up and down. Oh, this right. Hallway. I think you mentioned that. It's and, yeah, one uh, continuous, like unbroken shot, right? Yeah, and the guys are fighting, and I mean, by, I mean, he's fighting like ten or twelve guys, and he's getting beat, and he's knocking these guys down. And there's parts where he's like knocking guys down, and he's getting up, and he's just huffing and breathing heavy. And I'm like, I mean, it's like realistic sort of. Although mm-hmm. I don't know how many times one person could get punched in the face, but. I mean, like, you know, after two solid minutes of fighting, you know, you watch these movies where guys fight forever, and it's like pro wrestling, you know? It's like, okay, that's, right. this was like very realistic sort of a fight scene where, you know, if he can take that many hits in the head, and he's still standing, he's like leaning again. He knocks these guys down, and he leans against the wall. He's like, right. Like yeah, the, the real breath. fatigue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after that adrenaline goes, goes yeah. you got to kind of take a break. I mean, it was it was just it's really, real. I mean, it's like HBO quality on on a Netflix original show. It's really good. Uh, apparently, some of the guys who did it are the guys who did Hannibal for NBC. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, it's interesting to see you know all these uh, other providers you know provide their digital media outside of the networks. It's actually good to see. Yeah, but it's. It it is top notch. Daredevil is something else. Hmm. So I've been watching that, and then on someone's recommendation, I was watching that show Archer. The animated oh, that, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dirty. <laughs> That's <laughs> really it's... dirty. Like Harrison's like, oh, it's an animated thing. Can I watch it? I'm like, nope, no, don't hmm. even go. If I catch you watching it, you're grounded. Rated what R or it's X? On, no, NC it's seventeen. No, or it's... I mean, you're, in your opinion. Uh, it's it's well it's definitely TVMA. I mean, there's cussing and there's constant like just it's dirty jokes and innuendos of, and not even innuendos. There's just there's it's not even innuendos. It's just straight up, you know, cartoon people doing it and stuff like that. And I'm just like, whoa! Wow. Like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 funny. I mean, it's funny, but it is adult. Like it, it's adult enough where I don't want to talk about it anymore on this because there are kids listening and they shouldn't be hearing it. Because, like I said, I don't even. Yeah, like nice job, Dave. It. I know I'm awful. <laughs> Dirty old man. I am. It's funny though, <laughs> but it's but it's not for kids. So right. That's okay. my other. So there's the toolbox wrapping up a long toolbox o stuff. 
So there's the hobby covering sort of everything, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, hey, we're being positive, so yeah, absolutely. take that well, from it. Speaking of positive, let's talk some terrible. Uh, yeah. Um, well, here, you know, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have we'll, – we'll be talking with Grant. Break down the tournament. Break down the tournament, the basics, and then after that, you and I can uh, talk amongst ourselves about our games and stuff like that. So, Correct. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, that's Chris. I'm Dave, and we'll be right back. folks it's dave are you looking for that special model to add to your army a monstrous creature or maybe a character model something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table well then you should check out mirce miniatures at mirceminiatures.com their darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see and with the success of their recent kickstarter those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com, and seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. So we're back. Yes, we are. We are here with Grant, Handsome Man Federer. That's right. I'm actually wearing my Handsome Man t-shirt. Oh, that's right. Oh, I can't look directly at you. It's so handsome. <laughs> and bright. Oh, so. Tournament of Terribleness. The Tournament of Terribleness is complete. This was Grant's idea for his birthday. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just tied it in with my birthday because I, I turned 36, so... I figure that's a terrible birthday. It's kind of like you're closer to 40. Uh, there's nothing really iconic about a 36th birthday. It's just it's kind of one of those blah birthdays. So why not have a blah excuse to bring all my friends over and drink? So, yeah, that's really what we did. Uh, I invited a lot of people over. We're in this really strange time right now of Warhammer that people are... Wanting to play certain things, not wanting to say. play certain things, and and it was, I just felt like everybody was so positive about this event, and because we were able to give a clear cut idea of how to build the lists, and it was something different that didn't involve end times, that people were really interested in it, and and just from the get go, even beforehand, it was the build up was so. Uh, big for it. A lot of Twitter yeah. chat, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, forum chat about it. So, yeah, what, Chris, what was your experience? 
It was great. I loved it. Uh, the idea of bringing, you know, soft list, uh, the, the most, the weakest list that you can think of, and bringing that and swapping with your opponent puts everyone, I think, on an equal playing field. And just the craziness that people came up with. It was fun to see, fun to talk about, fun to analyze. Well, I think that's a good point. Maybe for the listeners, we should talk again about what it was. So, yeah, so, so it was. Yeah, you, we should go over the rules for the people who are listening because it was bring the worst list possible within certain guidelines. Right, right. You had to have at least one level of magic. Correct. Because. The worst list, you're just going to skip phases. So right, right. we wanted everybody to at least be able to play in every phase of the game or, or, or somewhat and and actually feel like they could play in a game. So um, you had to bring at least one level of magic. It had to be a 2,000-point list, and it had to be over 1995 was the actual rule. So, right. So nobody could undercut and just short people points. So you also had to have uh, at least one lord. One hero. One hero, one core, one rare, one special. Yeah, one selection from each army selection choice. Minimum. You still had to follow the, the percentage rules for the game, and you had to have at least 25 points of items on characters. Yeah, correct. And and really, that's kind of the idea behind comp. So if you think about comp as a uh, concept, and it's really what type of game do you want to play. So if we had just said play it and make the worst army possible you could have made a really arm horrible horrible army in the guidelines and it, it, it is the same in reverse if you think about it so if you just say really play the hardest army that you want in a tournament you could make a horrible horrible army so it's kind of this weird reverse comp mm. if you think about it that okay so now we have to try and bring the power level back up because you could literally make um, when we opened this up on twitter some people were like oh no i could make a worse army and then they'd post a worse army and it's like no you have to have a lord you you have yeah. to have a, a you know one level of magic. You have to have these things because otherwise there could be some games that just that are non games. Non games. Right? Yeah. Everything runs off the board turn one. I actually went back and redid my list a couple of times, realizing that within the rules, still I could like wait no I could make this worse. No, I can get rid of this. I well, can stop that. Let's let's talk about that. So you reserve the right as the the to. To reject any list that you felt was unplayable was too unplayable. Well, I just yeah, I put that out there. I said, hey, just so you know, if if this is still an event that we're running at my house for my birthday, and that the the end result is for everybody to have a good time, uh, you know, have some cocktails and 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 play some games with me on my birthday. So if if anybody comes with, you know too awful of a list that is going to deny somebody a fun game, uh, you know, I, I will uh, deny that. And there was one list that came pretty close, and there was one list that I really said, no, how about you go with a different list? Oh, really? So, yeah. So can you, are you willing to tell us? Yeah, yeah, no, it was um, it was the rats, so uh, the, the cr- uh, which wound up being not the worst list, spoiler mm. alert, but everybody really thought that this uh, this list was going to be the worst list, and it was just a Skaven list with pretty much all clan rats. I mean, I think it had... 16 units of 20. 16 units of 20 That's clan so rats. Stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> um, but, not but not magnetized, by the it, way. It's really almost pointed to because oh. he did have a warlord in there with, with a leadership seven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, you've got a warlord in there, leadership seven, uh, you're, and he was on a flying carpet, so he was really maneuverable. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? A smart player is going to be able to put him where he needs him within 12 inches so that they can hold. Because clan rats with a leadership 7 and you know two or three ranks are like leadership 9. I mean, that's not yeah, you're not going to be able to kill much, but you're going to be able to retain points. I mean, 
that is in six rounds of Warhammer. That's a when all of the armies are awful. That is a lot of wounds to do. As I found out, I I, I played against, you played against so right. so yeah. Um, so I allowed that. I did not allow um, the same player was also going to put uh, was was going to go with a Skaven list that had a screaming. No, not screaming. Uh, the oh, the, the I know. bell. It had the right. bell and the plague furnace with no units that could push them. And the then the FAQ says that if they don't have anything that could push them, they can't be deployed. <laughs> that's a perfect example <laughs> of a non game. Yeah. Yeah. No See, one wants to show up and play a game and yeah. not play. Well, he was he submitted originally with the concept he wasn't trying to deny somebody the game. He submitted it originally thinking that they would just have to go on the board and not be able to be pushed. Uh. And then we found out later uh, via Relian that um, the FAQ actually says that they can't be deployed even. And it's like, nah, nope, okay. Well, we're not no. going to play that Redo list. Redo that so, one. Um, so, yeah. Uh, My list was pretty brutal, too. <laughs> I was, that was mean. It was just bad. Yeah, Joe Pecoraro, who played your list, uh, I think he had a rough time of it. Your list was he just did. absolutely ridiculous. He told me it was almost unplayable. It is unplayable. It's, uh, you I, have the two Vargolfs, and I that's I could have done something with your it. Your center can't hold. Well, okay, the point was to make a terrible list. I did a good well, job. Well, you got to walk that fine line. you got to make it terrible, but playable. If, as a nod to your whoever's going to be playing that army, I think. That's how I approached it. You know, it's it's really interesting without going into what was in every army. So you can go to the uh, www.iwfb.net yep. website, mm. and on those forums you can see it's it's called the Tournament of Terribleness, and we'll leave it up for a while. We'll probably delete it after a while because it will be something that you know we'll we'll just we'll archive it. Be interested after a while, we'll archive it, and you can go there and you can see the list that we played and. Everybody's was terrible. Everybody's was bad. There was a learning curve for everybody. Like I said, even at the at the closing speech, and I'm like, I'm not trying to make excuses, and it really just sounded like a big excuse. But I, I literally, in 23 years of Warhammer, have never played an elf army for Warhammer because, as you've probably heard me even say on Garage Hammer before, I will never play an elf. Yeah, I uh, you don't know, like I, you don't like elf. I armies. never I will. It was so They're funny that skirt, you got it. Skirt wearing. Pansies that uh, never watch it. And I got the only elf army here, and <laughs> you, I'm like, it serves like it? me right. It serves me right. No, I hate you it. I came it? in last place. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no, I I love the experience. It was very different, and it really helped me learn something about elves and playing from the other side. I mean, it, 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 literally, I've never in a team tournament in nothing. Um, you, you know, the last time I played elves was in 40k. When I played Harlequins, and there were some models in the army that are toughness four, that like way back mm. when. <laughs> well, yeah. Welcome to the world of T three. Welcome to the world of everything T three. And then when you're making a horrible list and having everything T three that isn't supported like it needs to be by armor saves and ward sure. saves, and uh, it becomes pretty darn horrible. And where I thought, you know, I, I was sure that I would do well with Nichols' army, and when I realized that a Star Dragon. Is really no better than you know. Well, Sun it, Dragon. Or, we su- should clarify: it's a Sun Dragon that you had. What Star Dragon is that the best? Star Dragon is the best one. Oh, I had the you weakest had the baby one. one. It was a Sun yeah, Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a Sun Dragon is the like it's it's no better than it's actually worse than like a Vargolf. Like, yeah, I mean, it was it has no save. It has a three up armor save, mm-hmm. four attacks, five toughness. 
I think five yeah. dunes. Well, it's got a breath it's, weapon. It's really it does. Thunder stomp. It does, and and really, my breath weapon was about the only, the only damage I could do <laughs> with my with my whole army. Right. I, I I really didn't have anything I could do, but. Again, no no excuses. I, I had a ton of fun in the games that I played. Um, the I don't know. I, I I can't come out of today feeling better. I don't think about yeah, today absolutely because it was such a different and enjoyable experience for me. Where I enjoyed every single game of Warhammer I played in kind of a tournament type environment. Yep. But yet you know, I I still never felt competitive at any point. You know, the first couple, first game and a half, I'd say, I was in that competitive mode. Like, oh, I got to win. I gotta, we were both then, trying to win. But right. I mean, you and I always try to win against each other. True, That's just, true. We, we got matched up against each other first round, and it was... It was back and forth. Yeah, down to the last to, roll. Yeah. Right? Oh, but we yeah. should also clarify that we weren't really keeping track of wins and losses. It was all, all based on how many points you killed. Yeah. Which was an interesting take. Yes, and and I think um, I, I had said it from the beginning that that's what it was. It's all based on victory points. That's it. But um, I don't think a lot of people made the lists with that in mind. Um, I, didn't I think actually about didn't, that. even though I even though I set it up. I didn't think about that. So the Warriors of Chaos list that I made, mm-hmm. the, which is again, pretty spoiler, fighty. Spoiler, spoiler alert, did very well. Um, was very fighty and enjoys that type of, of let's get in and grind and, and mm. fight it out and against some really uh, horrible lists that it excelled just at that. So so could we call it the meta? The micro meta of this tournament was very War Machine light. There were yep. only two War Machines. Very shooting light and very magic light. Yeah, two out of ten lists there were only two War Machines in the whole tournament. Yeah, both in the Empire Army that I played. Right. One yep. was a mortar. I don't know if you can count that as a War Machine. A mortar and a rocket battery, exactly. Well, you know, I just I thought it was a lot of fun, though. I mean, th- this is the type of thing. And Chris, we've always said that you know, even on the show, we are our, our the most fun we have at Warhammer is when we're playing, you know, our three game, fun games, yeah, you know, casual three, games, yeah, three scenario linked yeah. games, or uh, you know, um, the Mighty Empires, or something where it's just other stuff going on, and it's not just about. Getting in there and 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 yeah, beating the best face and army the list, game. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, try to bring something different. That's when you when you said this, like this is going to be fun. Yeah, this is. I was telling you, Grant, off air. This is the most fun I've had playing Warhammer, and as far as I can remember, really, hey, oh, hey. Yeah. even more than the Triumph and Treachery games. You're making me blush. Those are those are fun, but this is so different. That's true. You know, such a, and you see all these units and and lists that you never see before and it was almost playing warhammer like f- new brand new for the first time because yeah. you have a new army list you're looking through and learning you know what things do and everything's new and, the, and it was great you know what was great about this is a lot of us screwed up the rules yeah and nobody oh, yeah. really cared. Nobody cared yeah right like i mean it's like oh wait that's not right i mean <laughs> i i screwed it up with you. How, how do razor down shoot they're, they're auto hit on their shooting right the, hey <laughs> they should be <laughs> that's what you told me that's what i was told I was like, what this unit is amazing. How come you never see these? He told me you roll these artillery dice, and that's how many hits you get. And he said, "That's I said, that's how many hits you get." Said, yep. I go, "Oh, well, that's that's actually kind of good." He goes, "But if you roll the misfire, you lose handlers. Then sure. you lose handlers, and if they all run out, you get that monster reaction. They're going to run run crazy." And I was like, "Oh, well, okay, I get that." <laughs> they deleted my yeah. general on Griffin. <laughs> so let's go through because I'd like to get s- since we have a public forum here. I'd I'd like to get some feedback, maybe via Twitter or however anybody wants to get to me of of maybe how they would um, upgrade or change this type of event because I I think I'd like to run it again. I think I'd like to do something similar again. 
Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about what my thought, my concept was about it. And, um, then I'd like to get some feedback on how maybe we change it so that we can make it better for next time. So, uh, so, so my thought is that we had a limited amount of players that all knew each other. And, and, and surprisingly we had, we had so much, let's call it Warhammer talent in this room. I mean, it really was. I mean, we had, uh, Warhammer personalities, let's call them. Sure. We yeah, had a lot of competitive a lot, players. A lot, a lot of competitive players. A lot, I mean, we had, we had Nickel, who's won, you know, several tournaments. Sure. We had, uh, you know, Tyler Harshi, who did very well at, uh, Adepticon. We have uh, just, just a lot of Our really, own David Whitech. Our, our own, you know, Core comp champion. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> core comp champion. That's what, I yeah. <laughs> I took third place at Core comp the first time I played it. The Last core comp, I think that and was. And hey, I won uh, five years ago. Right? <laughs> Shut up! I won. No, uh, why don't you take Invasion Kenosha? I won champion. the last Invasion Kenosha. Right, right. Yeah. No, so so we had we had some very good players here, and 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 um, it still took a little bit of time for everybody to learn the rules. So what we did, how we officially did it, was uh, we started it off and we pulled all the names and we gave everybody about twenty minutes to sit down with their partner. We had people exchange lists versus everybody pulling a random list. We had people exchange lists. Mm. So that way you could could sit down with with that person and talk about your different lists so that you didn't have to wait for your other person to be done to talk with them about your list. You could just, you know, interchange. Here's what's in my list. Here's what's in your list. But then that that wasn't necessarily the person that you played the first round. Well, no. Yeah, you didn't play them the first round. Let's talk about that. I think if we were to redo it, or if you were to redo it, that is one thing I might consider is that whoever you switch armies with, that's your first round opponent because you can kind of get an introductory game against... Yeah, I actually thought that might be a good idea, too, because... Because then you learn the finer points that, you know, like, what does this item do? What does that unit do? Because you can give your opponent some tips, because I felt bad for Joe, because he's like, he never played Undead. And Undead, there's kind of a learning curve, because they don't don't play normal. And I was giving him the really fast rundown, but there was a lot of finer points that I'm certain... You have to learn by doing in this game, Because that list, I mean, that list was pretty terrible, but I could have done something with it, you know? I think I could have done something with it. Um, and then, and like I said, I was screwing up. I mean, I wouldn't have made the yeah, mistakes Yeah, we, we all I made. made mistakes, yeah. Blood Roar on my Griffin, I had no idea what that did. But if I'd played Tarly, Tyler, then I would have known, okay, it does extra yeah. D6 on the leadership check on Fear and Terror, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. yeah, that is interesting. Something to consider. Yeah, and yeah. with that 80 skink cohort, I would have had some idea how to play that thing, what to do with it. So, I, I, you know, you, you had to play with a trusted group. That's one of the mm. big things, that you have to... Uh, for anybody out there who'd like to do something like this, and I'd love to hear it if you do this with a group of your own players. I'd, I'd love to hear about it. Um, the You have to do it within a trusted group. I think everybody, I think there were only a, a couple of casualties. Dave, you suffered a casualty of models. Yep. But um, uh, th- that happens at any tournament or game day mm-hmm. that you, you play in. So you have to have a trusted group of people that you trust with your models. It's really hard to do something like this in kind of a an open forum. And having that other player on the other side may work in that type of a atmosphere because everybody's really kind of rooting for each other, anyways. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it, if it was more of a you know at really competitive type field. It may not work if you were playing against your because they may not want to tell uh, you. Could you say that you know 
this could be a really competitive field. I don't know, even know if that scenario would even be. We've got a, some competitive players, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. But I, even the I, most I would, competitive player, if they get an army they've never played against, right? And the I'm thing sure is, they would like to get out. I mean, are we really, were, were, was anybody really here trying for that? I just wanted that to beat you. Win? <laughs> <laughs> and too bad you didn't. I, well, we drew. Well, we drew, and it was a draw in your favor by thirteen. Yeah, points. don't you forget that. Yeah, you have two last rows. <laughs> shut up. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But uh. <laughs> and, oh, it's also important. A uh, couple of things I don't want to let sl- slip through the cracks. One, uh, painted was not required. Right. And the other thing, there's absolutely no end times rules allowed whatsoever. So right. no combined lists or any of that stuff. It was right. only army books, and it just I felt like that kept kept it simpler for uh, the other players. So the person who made the army, then everything could be found in one place. Right. You don't have to look it through multiple books. Yeah. Unpainted is simply because. The crappiest units that you have are sitting at the bottom of your bits box. They are not the painted ones that you have ready, tournament ready. So, right. And I know that was the, the same for me as it was for several other players. So, um, you know, and we allowed a certain amount of proxies and a certain amount of, I mean, there, there really wasn't a limit on that. As it was long as loose. people yeah. could. Yeah. I would have only had to was. paint like one character and 10 of the dogs, but the in fact, it's, I, I would have picked something else on my list if I had to paint them because I didn't want to. Right. So right. I think the non-painted was a good call. Mm. I, I think uh, I don't mind is... playing against an unpainted army when it's this type of thing and someone's sure, basically sure. not in right. money for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think this sort of game and this environment that you've created is what GW ultimately has in mind. Yeah. I mean, or maybe it... originally had in mind. Maybe not now. But when they first created this game, this I think is the even sort of now. I mean, look at this stuff. Look at I mean, look at what they've done with the end times. Which, as I said, I like in the basement. It's I mean, you open up those books. There's ten, fifteen, sixteen scenarios. They let you play, and by the end, by the last book, it's like, hey, dude, here, set up a game and do whatever you feel well, we'll, like. We'll, we'll test that I'm out. Saying, and that's I know, Grant. You want to play Archeon? Yeah. You know, David, you have uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I really want to play Archeon. <laughs> but that that new Archeon is just just a beast. I just, sick. One time, I yeah. want to roll all those dice. I want to chop somebody. I want to. Oh, and that's that the thing. Fun. But I think that's. I think I think that's to, goes to what Chris is saying. Is GW wants you to forge that narrative to say, "Hey, we're going to come and we're going to play this type of a game." And, you know, hey, I'm going to bring this guy. Just so you okay, well, then I'm going to bring this. Hey, you know, and you can get together with your friends and be like, hey, you know what? Please don't bring. This thing because I, sure. I, I it's, you know, it's not about the competition. It's just about right. hanging out and playing. Yeah, and it, you can tell a story with this rolling game. Rolling dice, so, drinking beer, whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had a couple of good stories in our game, from screw ups to yeah, crazy oh yeah. dice rolls to just insane things happening. And you wouldn't, you would never get that if we were playing in a serious sort of mm. environment with y- serious. You would, list. but I, I feel like it's the the emotion of that is lost because it focuses on winning. But uh, the, once that happens, exactly. then it changes. It was, the it was whole more laughter. In fact. The stuff that went horribly wrong, where in a game if we were taking it seriously, we'd be like, oh, oh, no, no. Right. We're, we're laughing our heads off. Yeah. We're like, oh, my yeah. God, take a picture of that. Right. Put those dice back and take a picture of that because that's got to go. Like your three misfiring Razor Dawn shots. <laughs> three artillery dice. You I rolled three misfires, and then you take off D3 handlers. Each, each Razor Dawn has three handlers. I took off three, three, and two. <laughs> so you had one handler left. Yeah, I rolled three, three misfires and then a six, he was a, a five, boy. and a four. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's terrible. They ate all those handlers. So it's hysterical. I think it's something that I really thought was interesting making these lists is how the awful units cannot 
take up your whole list. Like it was, I, I tried to make the worst list, but then it was like, well, but that's still okay. Like that's still, especially when everything else is terrible out there in the field. I, I don't know how you felt making your list, but it was, um, you know, in, 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 in our space that we played in when the meta changes, Forsaken, a unit of five Forsaken, which I actually have taken to a couple tournaments, uh, several units of five Forsaken, but I put them in this and they became rock stars. Mm-hmm. When everything else is terrible, Forsaken just eats oh, stuff yeah. up. And Nickel came up to me after the first game and said, Grant, Forsaken are amazing. <laughs> yeah, all those attacks they pump out. Yeah, they, they, they pump out a 10. I said, I know. I take them every yeah. game. I love them. I, I had to face that your your list. And yeah, those yeah. were rough. Giants were rough. I mean, when you don't have a BSB out there and you're facing terror and they're charging you. That's rough, man. Fear was huge in my yeah. elf list. I mean, yeah, I had a leadership nine general, but when you don't have a BSB, it's uh, changes know, it's, the it's game. Like, how, how did we go back to to seventh hammer? How did people even play Warhammer without rerolls from BSBs? <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was just like I said. It was. I think it was just all around a really fun thing. Now I did feel bad because I didn't realize it was just going to be how many points you can get. And <laughs> your list doesn't kill anything. My list kills nothing. It doesn't kill anything. The two Vargulfs is all you got. Well, here's the thing. I w- but here was also my thought going in. Everyone's trying to bring in a list that's not going to be able to get any points so that they could take some crummy list and try to get some points. I don't want to give my opponent who's trying to get the most points and win the tournament of terribleness a leg up. So is, is the, uh, the goal to write the most terrible list? Or, you know what I mean? There's a weird kind of balance that you have to strike. A, write a terrible list, but then compete with the list that you're given. So yeah, it's, 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 it's two, a very fine it's line. It's two s- totally si- separate games that you're playing. Yeah. It, it really is. So you're trying to create the worst list, and then, boom, you submit your worst list and then really hope that it's the worst list. And then, you because you want it to be the worst list because you know you're not going to play that list. And then right. you really have to rely on your your knowledge and skills i mean i i did have to think a lot more at some points with um well i don't know necessarily how to use this so i have to kind of rely on my warhammer wiles mm. to do it and and again you know i thank goodness that i didn't give up as many points that i did i think i mm-hmm. gave all my opponents a great game and i you know i i know that i definitely didn't give up the most points but I couldn't do any damage with my list. And, right. and so in that respect, Nickel did a great job at making my army because I couldn't, I couldn't yeah, take you couldn't out anything. It. Unviable. <laughs> a, 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 a noble on a flying carpet that's naked otherwise is just terrible. <laughs> a naked necromancer hero level one on a flying carpet is pretty bad too. Yeah. So, look, can we talk about, like, kind of overarching patterns that we saw? You mentioned the flying carpet. There were quite a few flying carpets out there. I, think, I had one yeah. in my army, I think too. there was four or five of them. I don't think we mentioned that. So mm. if you took a character, that was another part of the... If if you take a character, that character had to have a minimum of 25 mm. points of magic mm-hmm. items, too. And Just, we just because otherwise you take a bunch of, mad, uh, you know, naked people. And I'm like, right. well, I want to see some magic items you don't know. Sure. See, I want to see... Well, and I was trying to... Use up as many points as possible. I was, you know, so I was trying to max out on magic points, but then it's like, well, what can I find that's terrible? <laughs> it's like, well, I'll just give this naked necromancer a flying carpet. There's 50 points, and yep. he's, he's going to have to hide. And I, I think that's what a lot of people did. I think that's where the, the wizard hat comes yeah. in. <laughs> 100 points for two levels of magic is, is a lot, especially when you put it on a naked character. We should also point out the way that we did the wizarding hat. We rolled on that uh, storm of magic chart. 
we spun the needle, and whatever lore was rolled was that lore was for everyone who had a, a wizarding hat. Yeah, because there were probably at least five Three, or six. Four? Magic oh, was it five or six? Yeah, it's got to be. Wow. Yeah, it seems like everybody seemed to have a wizard hat except uh, the demon list and my list didn't have them. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe there was only your three list or four. didn't have. I would them. say three or four. It seemed like a lot. My I mean, OG it was about list half one. the field. My OG list that I gave had one. The Empire oh, list it? had one. That's two. So, yeah, yeah, it's that's crazy. Yeah, I see. I think you tried to do the same thing with your list and giving your characters all a hundred points. Right. Items. Battle axe of the last wah. Things you never see. Which you think of that item and you think, wow, that's really good. The battle axe yeah. of the last wah. I mean, that is choppy, but. I mean, that takes up a huge slot, and when he's unprotected, he's going to die. He's going to give up his points. Yeah, he's got a five-up armor save, maybe four-up. Maybe four up well, see, a shield. lot of people were taking a, just a level one hero wizard, or you know, or you had to have right. magic level, so they would take a lord and give him the wizard hat. There's my wizard levels. Yeah. All of my vampires are actually pretty good, so I'm like, well, I'm only putting necromancers out. So I had a level three necromancer, two level one necromancers, mm. so I had to give them other stuff. So I started giving them, like, Good swords and stuff like that. I'm like, here for your one attack, you have an awesome sword. Right. Uh, you know, don't die because you got. I mean, I had one guy with no armor save. The other guy had no armor save. The general had a six up rerollable. Someone gave a skink hero. armor save, not a word save. Right? No six armor up save. I had no <laughs> six up rerollable. Someone gave a skink character the ogre blade, which I thought was hilarious. Oh yeah, my my uh, my general was pretty sweet. He was a a level three riding a dragon. But then he gave him the the plus three attack sword, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Until I realized he only had one attack base, and they're all strength three. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> like, oh, sweet, four attacks! I'm hitting with. Oh. I, I may Use take, this weapon wisely. I, now, I may take the prize he for this because I gave the necromancer scabscrath, which <laughs> is devastating charge, frenzy, flaming attacks, and that scream. But you have to do a wound with it in close combat, or you die at the end of the game. So my necromancer lord, who's holding the whole army together on a corpse cart, has to try to get this thing into combat. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. No, if he doesn't get into combat at the end of the game, if that sword doesn't take a life, that sword kills its owner. So <laughs> see, see while that's while that's good, while that's good in terms of unplayable list. When you give that list to your opponent, that's like they don't have a chance. That's hilarious. They don't have a prayer. <laughs> I know. And then they had two hero necromancers, so that when he crumbled, when he died, they could at least pass it to somebody else. Now, in all but, fairness, but, that no, necromancer you, never made it to the end of the game. To but worry it's also about that. it's also. Um, would you say that Joe Pecoraro, who played your list, would you say that he enjoyed all three games? No, he didn't. He was See, like, your list is almost point, unplayable. That's the balancing point. How much his enjoyment factor? The list may be awful, but his enjoyment factor is going to be awful as well. I didn't well, I didn't think about that's, that, to that's be honest the, with you. That's the, the game that you have to play. Okay, right? I got a big giant. He gave me the 80 skink thing. Yeah, but so. I mean, okay. I mean, it's going to vary little, based on player. I mean, I Joe Peck a is a pretty competitive player. Right. Yep. So if he feels like he's given a list, um, you know. He did that, tell that, me. He did come up to me after the third game. He's like, your list was pretty much unplayable. He's like, it was brutal. Brutal. I'm like, I'm sorry. That's what I was told to do. Like, yep. I thought that was the point. Um, he did his best with it, you know, but it was pretty bad. See, I felt like maybe because I was at the bottom table all three games, <laughs> I – it. Even though the list was bad, I still had a game. Like, it's a game. Well, and I still, sure. still rolling dice. I honestly still... figured if everybody else's list sucked as bad as mine, it wouldn't be so bad. Like, I figured, you know, throw that corpse card into some chaff. 
You can kill one thing. Like so, there was a lot of people brought little crappy things. With two Vargolfs, it's still playable. I think. I mean, you had two Vargolfs, and the Graveguard had yeah, Killing Blow. Pretty good hammer. Two units of Graveguard. They had Killing Blow, and you're behind them with a level three wizard who can regrow them. Just try, you know, don't let them die. Keep it there. That was his point. Now I kept thinking, well. You wouldn't lose points because you could keep the units of 20 alive. You could probably keep this stuff alive. And he put it like, but the point was to score points. To score points. Right. right. And that's exactly it. He was not able to score and he was, many points he at a, all. Well, that's the thing. I gave him a points denial list, or as best mm. you can in a crappy list like that. Um, with points denial until you hit combat, then they give up everything. They so I think maybe, yeah, maybe that's I, I a good thing mean. to put out there. I guess there. I was meaner than I thought. The, I'm the, sorry, Joe. A good thing to put out there would be how the scoring was. And I did put it out there, but, you know, it's, it's I basically said just at the bottom of an email, we're going to be, it's going to be victory points only. That, mm. That's it. And it was at the bottom of an email, at the very first email that I sent out. And, I think and you know I don't pay attention. Didn't, didn't look at it. But at the end of the day, that's probably what you should do is something that doesn't, doesn't score points. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Can you run the same event and have someone show up and run a shooty list and it not be considered, like, not soft? I don't know. Shooting was pretty powerful in this game, I felt. When everything is pretty bad, shooting becomes a lot better because right now it's it, it, in the in the you know quote-unquote meta that we're in. Even though elves are taking more of a precedence right now, uh, there's still a lot of armor and a lot of ward saves and a lot of thing and, and a lot of toughness and things that prevent shooting from being a thing. But once you become a list like I had, which was you know, unit, three. units of tough three five up elf armor, spearmen, right? Ten, ten, <laughs> ten elf spearmen, tough three, strength three. Yeah, that's right. Ten spearmen. So you can definitely always use those. Uh, uh, you know, third mm. ranks of spears sure. with ten. <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> I, sh- you know, I just thought about it at the end of the turn. Oh, they would be four because I, I, the I elves can ran, already fight. I should have ran them three by three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with one behind. Extra attacks. Yeah, yeah. And, and less attacks. Uh, back at me, but, but the, the flip side is, if you don't, if you limit the shooting, then even the softest combat list becomes a monster. Right, right. So, but the yeah, and so the the shooting was pretty limited. But I think if you bring a really heavy shooting list, it becomes very good because mm. you can start eliminating some of those, those at range chaffy. Yeah. I don't know. Units. My skinks had tons of shots. They couldn't do much. Yeah, panic without the BSB. Panic was huge for me. Uh, you know, uh, that's that's one of the things that I thought was going to come into play with your list, Dave. Is is that in a world without BSBs and without uh, generals leaderships, because most of the generals were like leadership eight or nine. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I figured the fear checks, and that was the other thing. Granted, well, your whole army causes fear. I'm like, well, that is true. If I can get if they get fear checks off, those 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 combat units aren't so bad anymore. They're hitting on threes. You know, and other guys are yep. hitting them back on fours and fives. I'm like, oh, it might not be bad. Yeah. But, oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I failed more on my Leadership 8 Elves. I failed more fear and terror checks than I can ever remember failing ever, ever, ever. And it was different. It was it was good. There was – even in the failure, there was invigoration because That's where the lizards were different. That's where the lizards were really cool. lucking out. That's, yeah, that cold blood cold is, blood is massive. And, uh, without BSBs, that cold blood was really helpful. Oh, Saurus are broken in this meta. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh. They're really oh, good. Two attacks? Yeah. <laughs> Toughness four? four? Tough four? Oh. Yeah, and the, and the, re, the predatory fighters. Yeah. Like, this ain't bad. Just piling on the attacks, though. I was able to do some good damage. That and a good, cha- a good couple of good chain lightnings, and I was able to take down some really nasty stuff. Mm. 
Well, no, we, we've been talking a little bit roundabout about it for a while. Um, I don't know. Um, again, I, I'd like to get some feedback from anybody out there that... Um, so I'm I'm at Federus Maximus on Twitter. So feel free to tweet me, or you can put it on the on our forums. Yep. Uh, you know, under the under the, the the thread for this episode for episode 120, um, just jump onto the forums and put it, anything you'd like to say on the show thread. I would say that if your local scene is waning because of this all end time stuff. This is a great way to interject a nice change of pace. Yeah, this in, do, into I your mean, scene. do something uh, your own. I mean, it, it, you can do this. Please take it. Or do something yourself. Create something that you're excited about, and I think you can get other people excited about it. Yeah, that's the thing. If there's ever anything you wanted to try, but nobody ever wanted to try because we're getting ready for tournaments or we're doing this or we're doing that, this is the time. Just try it. Try whatever you want because what's it matter? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, And I really hate to say it. But I have this weird feeling that because it was my birthday, that really helped everybody show up. <laughs> I kind of played the birthday card. It's like, it's my birthday. You guys really want to show up, don't you? <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of how I got out here. I was like, dude, it's Grant's birthday. They're doing a Warhammer yeah, day. Yeah, both ways. Go. You get yeah. a, you know, against with your wife. Yeah. They kind of have to go. Yeah, well, it's, come on. it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, your birthday party next weekend? I'm doing all sorts of stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna, I don't want to be locked in the house for three months after this, probably. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, you got uh, bits. We yeah, got bits. Bits. That, yeah. That'll be it. That'll be. And then yeah, he'll be locked. I'm going out with you next weekend, and then I'm busy yeah. till bits, pretty much. But so yeah, I mean, I mean that that helped. Uh, so uh, c- come up with some fun excuse to get your your friends out and come play with you. I mean, it was a it, it was a great day. I, I couldn't ask for a better day uh, at my house with with a lot of friends that I, I care a lot about. So thank you guys very much for coming over. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for having us. And um, I think with that, I think we're gonna have to take a break. Yeah, that sounds and, good. And uh, we'll be back. Grant, um, thanks for coming on and talking with us about your day. Yeah, thanks no, for letting us record here. <laughs> no problem. Uh, no, just, to, just to summarize, the, the list that everyone thought was the best was... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before we go, let's talk about... So so the list that everybody thought was the best, uh, that one was the... Um, was the... I wish I had a troglodon. Oh, lose, yeah, yeah. Lose list that he made with the fireballing it, it, slon. It, it, it had a fireball slon. Um, to be fair, however, the player thought that the slon was automatically a BSB, but I guess he didn't pay for the BSB upgrade. Mm. Well, a lot of people thought it was. So I, thought I thought it was thought too. In, in my game, he was playing him as the BSB during mm. the game, and so I would have gotten him during my game. But like I said, everybody had a mistake, and it was, right. you know, it was it was a. A fun day overall, but New Hammer. He, he actually exactly. he, he wound up only coming in fourth place. Yeah, his um, list. So that was the list that everybody really thought. So so a couple of surprises. Um, the demon list that everybody thought would do so well that had quite a few mm. units of uh, uh, blood letters, MSU blood letters, demon prince. Well, I, I screwed that up for everybody. I screwed that up for him though. I had a I had a. And we'll talk about this later. But I had a couple of chain lightnings that went off, and the second one literally. Ran through the entire army except for one unit. So oh. in, in two turns, I took between three and five blood letters off every blood letter unit. Eesh. So it went from ten, uh, like three or four units of ten, to like three or four units of two. Right. So he, uh, I, yeah, that's that, rough. That, that messed up his total points. Getting his, his being able to get points that game. Well, I think everybody saw that demon prince and they thought that he was going to do really well. Just did they see a demon prince? Sure. Like, oh, demon prince. Oh, but uh, really, a demon prince without any. All all it was was a slanesh 
demon demon prince with, with a lesser else. gift. Oh, yeah. that's it. No yeah. upgrades. Well, well had a lesser, lesser gift, gift because okay, you have to sure. have twenty five right. points. Right. You know. So it uh, it just wasn't. Wasn't the know, same. You, you yeah. just do you, you do four wounds to it. It's tough. It's a toughness five thing that you yeah. do four wounds to. It's a five of five award. Yeah, right. It. Pretty thin. Yeah. So um, so that one actually came in ninth place. Um, myself with with Coral's last ride um, uh, came those, in with those la- elves you last so place. I think people thought that it was going to do a lot better. Well, it had the only dragon in the field. Yeah, had a dragon yep, in the yep. field is pretty good, but it turns out that, like I said, the sun dragon. Well, plus on the chariot with, with all that stuff, wizard. I thought that would be pretty brutal. He died every game. Coral died every game. When you put a two wound guy with no ward save on a chariot, yeah. he just even if you charge in and you kill something, something kills you back. It Glassiest just does. Yeah, you've hammers. got a four wide frontage. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean that's really at, at the end of the day. Ryan Nickel took it out, uh, probably a combination of, of choppy warrior goodness Gearless. that really favors uh, favors taking points, yeah. and uh, a combination of that and just you know Nickel's got some skills. It's Warhammer acumen. Yeah, yeah. So so it's good, and um, uh, no, we, we won't even give him that credit. Ryan Nickel is just because it's a push it forward warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No skills there, Ryan. <laughs> no skills there. You know he's listening to this. But uh, Tyler, Tyler took it out second place with uh, the the unusables. Yeah, which my was list. which was really a very timid orc and goblin list, but it did have a BSB and a warlord. So you had kind of all the things there that could make it a playable army. And uh, you know, last we'll, we'll come in with uh, Dave at, at third with uh, Cloudy with a chance of terrible. So that was uh, that was pretty good with a huge. What was it? Eighty skinks. In one unit? Yeah. Oh. It's a couple pictures there. Hoarded <laughs> up. Yeah. That thing fighting against the, the Soul Grinder was a classic moment. Yeah, and since they don't have ranks, apparently, they, even if you make them a horde, they don't get to fight in three ranks. Right. Which I didn't realize yeah. in the first game. Of course, I never got them to combat. Interesting. Really. Interesting. I well, thought they could, but... Yeah, so so that's really that's really how it ended up. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for coming over. I know we kind of extended yeah, this for uh, intro into the break, but uh, yeah, thank you guys very much. Hey, uh, thank you. And, uh, the next one. and we'll be back. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut 
design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got battle foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at battlefoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. And we're back talking some terrible, terrible tournaments. The Tournament of Terribleness, yes. So, um, you know, <laughs> this was fun. Like, okay, we recorded that thing with Grant, you know, like as soon as it was done on that was Sunday. And it's Tuesday now, so what, Wednesday, whatever. Um, <laughs> Close enough. Whatever. It's, it's been a couple of days, and I'm still sort of on a high from it. Uh, yeah, I am too. I, it'll, it'll be one of the events that I remember... Um, with fondness, probably the best one I've ever played. One of the best I've ever played in. You know, it's one. It's it's you know. It's, I kind of and I didn't get to go to Pure Hammer when when Grant did that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? For, <laughs> for for when we met Grant and him being kind of a power gamer, you know, he's turned around mm-hmm. and and he's run several of these events where it's like, you know, it's sort of like the whose line is it anyway of 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 Warhammer. It's like everything's right. made up and the points don't matter. You know, it doesn't matter how you do or what you do. It's let's just play this and or do something that's so goes against the grain. Just off the wall fun. Yeah, um, oh. this was really a good time. Um, you know, like I said, I wound up with that lizard men list. You know, that they're fun to play. Well, okay, so let's uh, just for the sake of our listeners, I right. have the list here. Oh, okay, in front of me. You had the the source with old blood who had the horn of Kygor, right? It gives like monstrous infantry and other stuff frenzy for a turn. Okay, you blow it during your movement phase, which I forgot all three games. I oh, you didn't even use thing. it. Yeah. It gives okay, like the five uh, cold one rider unit. Yeah, it gives the right the the mounts, the mounts. not yeah. the riders, just the mounts get the extra attack of frenzy and all that stuff. Right. So it's like really weird. Uh, and the monstrous infantry, which I didn't have, but it would work on your pterodon riders, of which you the, had four. Yeah, at the least pterodons. The yeah, the yeah. The, so the pterodons would get it. The the razordons would get it. The razordons would get Not it. Not that you needed it. No, well, because I played it wrong. Right, right. <laughs> um, well, you had this. You had Chekax, the character. Yeah, and Chekax was pretty cool. Um, pretty fighty. Yeah, he is definitely fighty. Um. Then I had uh, I had a skink priest, yeah, a level one on uh, heavens, and then I had a, a skink uh, chief, yeah, uh, just as a char- and another character. And then I had a unit of eighty of the skirmishing skinks. Are they called cohorts? Yeah, right? an eighty skink <laughs> cohort. That was that's just so nuts. dumb. How was it like ranking that up and deploying it and moving it? Uh, well, you know, we didn't. If you know, he had them on lots of smaller bases. Sure, yeah. So, who's going to have a? Yeah, so he had them in like ten by eight. <laughs> so there was a several fifteen 
skink trays and a couple of 10 skink trays. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of moved them like that. Like I started off with them in a horde. And this I played wrong too. And I played this wrong in the first two games. It took Nickel in the third game to correct me. What's that? Well, I had them in horde. So I thought they got to fight in three ranks. Uh, because they're skirmishers, they don't. No, they don't. Now, I mean, granted, it was only a couple of extra, you know, sure, weapon right, skill, right. two strength, two attacks, but or whatever right. it was. But you know what? I, uh, they're so dumb. <laughs> right. uh, they, uh, the second game, I had them 20 wide. 20 wide, and was that versus the Soul Grinder? Yes. Yeah, that, I, there's a picture of that that we'll post. And, yeah, that was just such an epic look that you just never see. Well, here's the thing. I had them 20 wide because you could only shoot in two ranks because they had blowpipes, so they, sure, couldn't, they sure. couldn't volley fire. Yeah. So 20 wide, basically, I could, you know, I, there was almost always something that some of them could shoot at. Right. So I was like, oh, whatever. That was just dumb. And then there was a couple of units, I think three units of, uh, of 10 Saurus, which, mm-hmm. you know what, when you're taking a lot of crappy things... Saurus are pretty good. Yeah, we'll find uh, that throughout the whole tournament that that comes up quite a bit. You change the meta and different units rise to prominence, right? Two two attacks, strength four, tough four. Cold-blooded. Yeah, with the scaly skin and the hand weapon shield, they had a four-up armor save. Like, even if you killed a couple off the back, I was still getting at least ten attacks because the the two attacks in the front. Dude, they're pretty good. Uh, and then the five cold one riders, and then they, right. like you said, the pterodons and the razor dons. The razor don. Yeah. It was a nice list. I mean, it was kind, of, and it was. I, I've I've always sort of liked lizard men. Like, in fact, had you ever played them before? I I played them once in seventh, and I liked them. And then I bought a used army from someone, and I traded it for to the. Uh, I, I traded it off and sold it off um, because I'm like I'm never going to play this. I sold okay. most of it to Rotor. Like at a, I got it. Oh, okay. I got it at a steal, and then I sold it to Rotor for just, I mean, pretty much what I paid for it. I think. Oh, you didn't gouge him? Nah, eh, you know. <laughs> I could. I probably could have gotten a little more because, but I, you know. Well, yeah. I, but uh, but in eighth edition, certainly you never, you had never played lizards. No, no, I. Didn't. How did that feel? <sighs> okay, first yeah, of all, it's it's weird. you must have liked it. It was kind of cool. I did. I mean, hey, I could I could choose to flee. Mm. You know, yeah, I mean, there's also. I mean, it was just such a weird experience. Cold blooded is kind of awesome. Um, just you a know, little bit. Yeah, the two. I mean, it was just it was really fun. Like I always liked lizards, and everyone says that you know. Did you? The, I remember. I thought I remember you saying on previous episodes that the whole. Like dinosaur aesthetic, like you thought that was lame. I, that's why I didn't play them because I, I I didn't like the aesthetic, but I liked the army, like the 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 fluff of the army, yeah, like what they were and the cool, like the slant is cool, the things they could do, you know, the 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 big brainless lizard warriors with the little skink guys who are weak mm-hmm, but smart. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got a bit of a orc and goblin sort of thing there on the good yeah, kind of. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, you know. You know, so like I really like the fluff, and they are—they were, you know, at least at one point in seventh, they were a pretty darn powerful army. Mm. I just didn't like just big stompy. I, I just looked at it and were a fantasy game. Why do I want to play dinosaurs? You know, right? Um, but you know, they're—they're kind—they're just cool. And uh, getting a chance to play them, I could see why people like playing them. What was your favorite unit? And at the same time, what was your least favorite unit? That skin cohort sucked. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. It was so annoying. It was like Leadership 5. I had to keep my general really close to it the sure. whole time. Yeah. Um, 
You know, honestly, I liked the Saurus, and I get how they don't work in the current meta with the bigger units and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in MSU games like this with, with smaller, not so awesome, crazy fighty things, mm-hmm. the Saurus are really—they were really fun to play with. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun just bringing out the regular old infantry. But you know, I like to play heavy infantry games. So sure, sure. So a block of Saurus ranked up five by two with spears and shields they're kicking out is it two attacks in the front and then the five supporting so 15 attacks yeah yeah that's pretty good at strength four uh-huh yeah that's not bad strength four tough four four up six up so oh no with spears you don't get a parry so it was just a four up uh i think you do they have spears and shields or just spears spears and shields but i don't think you get a parry at least i don't think it listed a parry on my on my sheet I'm pre- I, I think you do. Do you? <laughs> we don't even know. Uh, do I you? With you I never take spears. I don't have anything that can take spears. I thought with spears you didn't get. Uh, that's not a regular. Well, maybe it, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you have to edit this. Honest, I don't even have to edit. Who cares? Like I don't <laughs> think I. I don't think I took a parry save, and it doesn't really matter. Let's be honest. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe elf spearmen. That's the only thing I ever take with spears, and I haven't taken them for pff, years. I'm fairly certain you don't. Yeah, but I think I'm not you hundred percent. I, I think I agree with you. You do not. So, but it, I didn't take them either way. So whatever. Right. It was just, it was a fun thing. But what about your list, man? Yeah. So I took Tyler Harshi's Empire lists, and this was a, an interesting one. I, so the general was uh, 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 Imperial Lord with a wizarding hat on an Imperial Griffin. Yep. Uh, a witch hunter on an Arabian carpet. Three units of 15 swordsmen with full command. Ten handgunners with full command. Five empire knights, uh, I suppose, with the great weapons. Right. Full command. Fifteen great swords, full command, and the war banner. Two units of ten flagellants, or flagellants, if you like. Mm-hmm. Each with a champion. Five pistoliers with a champion musician, a mortar, and a hellstorm rocket battery. So the only two war machines in the entire tournament. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, it was a fun list. You know, it it played in all phases: magic, shooting, and combat. Um, it was very vulnerable to psychology, fear, and terror because you know I didn't have a BSB. My leadership on my general is a nine, although he's stupid. <laughs> you know, so uh, I I quite enjoyed it. I mean, the flagellants were a ton of fun. You could just throw them into whatever, and if you lost them, you lost them. But they would hit whatever they hit pretty hard. And right. the idea of what they did, I quite liked. It was a lot of fun to run those guys. Yeah, I, I could think- see them, you know, like in a horde or like a, a large number of those guys just to grind down whatever it is they were fighting. The problem is when they changed up the rules where you have to lose models every yeah, so yeah. before you could choose to roll and lose some and get bonuses. Now uh, you have to. And it's just that's not as good. I mean, I, I know why people don't take them as much anymore, but I, I've always liked them. They're like slayers. They're like human slayers. They're crazy. Kinda. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, coming at it and having never played the old version versus the new, I, I this new version, I, I quite like it. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it may not, may not be a power build, but it was fun to use, and I think that was the whole point. Yeah. No, it was it – was, and it was fun to play against too. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Because that wound up, we wound up being the first on the on the on the random draw. You and I we wound up being the first uh, playing our first game against each other. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, during that game, throughout the whole day, I would say my favorite unit was the the Hellstrom rocket battery. It's just, I know everyone jokes that it sucks, but just to throw out the D three templates and to go through that was kind of cool. Like, it was fun. I can see, I, I can see how it's not an optimum choice, but it's a neat choice. Like, okay, I draft this here. Now I see how many, you know. Things it goes. Where does it spread out to? Because that could have wreaked havoc. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah. Especially it's, because it's a strength three, three armor piercing hit, so it it could do a fair amount of damage. Right. And the thing is, if you roll multiple straight on hits, like you could roll three bullseyes, you're still going to roll under that template three times because right. you know. So you could really, you know, a small template can hit what? It's uh, 17 models, I think. Uh, 20 mils and I think or no, 21 nine, models nine, yeah because yeah, you can get the 9 uh, under it and then you can get 3 above below left and right mm. so because uh, the template would the, it, it, the, where the circle doesn't touch it's like on, on a 5 by 5 square it doesn't get the 4 mm-hmm. the 4 models in the corners so on a regular ranked up 20 mil unit you can if you bullseye, you can hit twenty-one models. Oh yeah, I, you know with the meta. And if you that know, doesn't move, suddenly it's forty-two. It's right, like, right. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, it, it could do some damage. You know, the the current meta with elf lists being very prominent. You know, I mean, I could see this being viable. I, I might give it a go and see what it does. It's not magical, so your banner is for for you know. For who well, cares? I don't know that I'd target cavalry with it because of their armor. But not everybody puts that banner in cavalry. Some put it. Yeah, with, they, they typically do. It's either that in, in that or, you know, the White Lions or Phoenix Guard, all of which are not good targets for that rocket battery. The rocket battery would be great for spearmen, archers, yeah, that sort of thing. But you could. I mean, hey, if you've got the banner of the world dragon, anything I got that's non-magical, I'm pumping at right, it. Right, you're putting, yeah, yeah, true. So uh, the the unit I I probably disliked the most was the um, the knights with the great weapons on sword on their on their horse on their horses. It was okay. just very hard to use. Uh-huh. Whatever they charged in, they'd be hitting last anyway. So I don't know. I just didn't. I wasn't feeling that unit very much. I suppose you have to like counter charge something in the flank, but just couldn't pull that off. Yeah. Well, that was a weird thing because we're all trying to figure out how the armies work too. Yeah. Like, you know, we're just trying to fumble in about with them, pushing them forward, trying mm-hmm. to see what they do. But this is a cool way to learn, too, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. I would totally be up for doing this again a number of times, actually. Just randomly get whatever army and just run with it. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you want to run through our game real quick? Sure. So um, we, you and I were randomly paired off just by, you know, happenstance. Uh, luck of the draw. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is uh, so. This is where your super razor dons came into play. <laughs> okay, I swear to God, when he gave me the list, who's <laughs> Joe? Right, Joe yeah. Pecker. He said, "You roll the artillery dice. Excuse me, one artillery dice for each one of them, and that's how many hits you get." And I swear that's what he said. Because I even said, I go, that's how many hits you get? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, that's kind of good. What he meant to say, or what maybe he did say you missed, was that's how many shots you get. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he said that's how many, but that's how many, you know, how many hits you can roll to see if you get. Well, so yeah. So shots, then you roll to see what hits. And those are the hits that. I could have sworn he said that's how many hits you get. But but either way, so the the way we played it was (laughs) you rolled the artillery dice, and whatever you rolled, those auto hit. Right. Yeah. So that was. We told me that. I was like, what? These are amazing. How come you never see these? 
Yep. And then uh, if you roll a misfire, they each have three skink handlers. Right. And you it eats D3 of its handlers. Right. So I had a Just unit like of three. Mm-hmm. Turn two. Well, turn one, I did enough to, and I took your, I took your general off the Griffin. Well, well so, so back up. The, the scenario was uh, meeting engagement, I think. Right. Where we deployed kind of, you know, in the, in the, the three different quadrants. And yeah, if I had my choice, of course I wouldn't deploy the, the Griffin riding general from the Razor Don, but as it happens, that's where he ended up. Right. right. Well, and I moved them forward, and you moved him forward. You could have moved him away. But... Well, yeah, I was going to plan, I was planning on fireballing. Those dudes, right? So. And, and I didn't think. I, I think okay, he'll survive one round of shooting. Then I'll fireball him. Whatever. Yeah, but I rolled up something like you know, I think twenty six, thirty two shots or something. Yeah. Something. Well, yeah, three three artillery dice getting twenty six was pretty good. And right. so it was like, oh look, thirty six hits. Now we go to wound. And I got <laughs> enough to right. say, whoops, ah, I totally screwed that up. So that was my bad. That, that's right. So um, you blew away the general, and uh, but then I think- on the second turn. I rolled three artillery dice and got three misfires. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> For me. <laughs> I dropped a misfire. You're like, no way. And so I'm like, okay, so I got to get rid of D3 times three. And it killed eight. Eight of nine. Eight of nine. I was like, are you kidding? So as a VC player, we had nicknamed you Cascade. Yeah. As a lizard player, we'd have to name, nickname you Misfire. No kidding. Cold blooded misfire. Ridiculous. Yeah, that was that was rough. But in the end, that unit, the auto hitting unit that it was, you took out the general, his griffin, the unit of great sword riding uh, horseback guys. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. When you auto hit, the, it made it really easy. The fifteen swordsmen, you killed them. So yeah, they they dominated that half of the table. Yeah, but. Uh... You know, overall, like I said, that I mean that that really did help a lot for me, I guess. <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was looking pretty bleak for me. We finished five turns and we had ten minutes to do turn six. And you're like, should we just wrap it up? I'm like, no, no, no. We could we could run through this real quick. Now I screwed up because you had managed. I ran at your guys and they sta- they did a stand and shoot. Of course, now you had your guy on the flying carpet in that unit, so. Right. We both made mistakes because yeah, I did. couldn't single that guy out, which I didn't know I could have singled him out and gone after him. Because you had that, you know, it was the uh, the the witch hunter. Right. And so he had it, killing blow have, against uh, my... Swordsman or something. Yeah, he had killing blow against my general because right. you had accused him. And uh, so the unit gets destroyed. And it's like in turn five, that my unit of source that the two characters were going to get destroyed. Right. And so it's the two characters together as a unit... And I made the big, dumb, stupid mistake of splitting. I, th- for some reason, thought there was no way that if I split them up, there was no way because you were in the flank, but there was no way for you to fit in on the charge there because the other model was there. And then you're like, well, yeah, but I can just touch corner to corner and we're good. Like, right. we made it. I was like, well, you can do that? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, because when you charge other... It doesn't matter how close you are to intervening units. Right. As and long I, as you can complete that, you know, close the door, so to speak. Right. See, I guess I wasn't picturing us closing the door. Like, I wasn't picturing that, you know, as closing the door, as just touching corner to corner and mm-hmm. not being able to move any closer. Mm-hmm. 
So I was just like, oh, no. And uh, I should have left them together. Had I left them together, it would have been very different. You would have had to charge the other one, and then you wouldn't have been able to do what you did next. Right, right. So, yeah. So he did killing blow uh, your general. And this all happens in the same turn. Well, you so charge like- the general, and you get in there, and you're charged. Then your shooting phase, turn the six, the mortar bullseyes check X on the head. You get the wound. And then you roll, and you roll like five on your D6 wounds. So Check X is off the board. How many wounds does Check X have? Two or three. Well, you know, he's a, I, think, I don't know if he's okay. a mortar. So it, it, it's actually D3 wounds on that mortar. So either way, it, he, did, he'd actually, you, he technically you, did three wounds. You killed him. Yeah, you yeah. rolled a five. So you killed him no matter what. And then, um, and then you killing blowed. <laughs> <laughs> the general the general next so like you scooped up and it was funny because you scooped up a quick 500 points there to make the final score a grand difference of 13 points in right. your favor in my favor so a crushing defeat brought up to a, a draw yeah but uh, you know it's funny that game because i don't know about you but i'd say the first half maybe the first two-thirds of that game i was like in like tournament mode, like okay, I've got to maximize this, and how can I win that? And yep. then I realized, like, what am I doing? This is just these units are ridiculous. Let's just push these forward and have fun with it. Yeah, because even as we did it, you even said it. You're like, we're taking this way too serious. I'm like, maybe. I, I was. I just feel like that's that's out of habit. Yeah, and you know? so then, yeah, because for the next two games, I really did like you know take it a little easier, kind of like, ease it off. I still, bit, yeah. I still made sure my movement and stuff was tight because, sure. but I was not so worried about what was happening. Right, where. right. Yeah, you because you can't because these units are are so ridiculous. But again, it's how I think the the original designers meant this game to be played. Well, I mean, they keep talking about in 40k and this forging the narrative and getting together with your friend beforehand and you know letting them know you know what type of game you want to play. Hey, I want to you know do something. Here we said, hey, bring the most terrible list you can, so that you know we can try to play with some of this junky stuff and it might actually have a chance because everything else is junky too. It's like and the exact the end, opposite of War Machine. If nothing's broken, right. then everything's broken. <laughs> you know, or, you know. Whereas if everything's broken, nothing is broken. Nothing's broken, there? right? This is the opposite. Nothing. I, I like it. It's it's in the end. I think it's more enjoyable for everybody. Well, it's funny because people started yelling about this crappy unit's awesome. <laughs> yeah. how, and it's so funny because people kept forgetting what they were fighting against because they kept saying, "How come nobody ever takes us in a tournament?" I'm like, "Because in a tournament, right. you'd face a real unit with it." Oh, it was too funny. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Would you ever, if we did an, uh, a game of Triumph and Treachery, but with, the, again, these bad lists, and then you swapped with people randomly, and then we played Triumph and Treachery, how, do you, how well do you think that would go over? Mm, I don't know. We should try that. We could. Uh, my only concern with that is with Triumph and Treachery, it's assuming that you're playing decently, so there's cards for every phase. You know, stuff right. going on. Whereas, right. but I think in these, uh, you know, in these armies that we've seen, they all are. They all seem pretty well rounded. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, it you no. know, could work. I, I, I don't know. I want to try that. We should do that. Yeah, uh, why not? Heck, you know, playing is playing. Yeah. yeah, but so yeah, you won by thirteen points, and so you wound up. We actually must have racked up a ton of points on we each did. other because you wound up on table one. Yeah, the next round, and I was on table two in this here tournament of terribleness. So let's let's do this. Let's run through and table in game two. I played Ryan Nickel, and you played Ryan in, in game three. Yes. correct. 
So let's run through our games real quick with him, okay. since we both played them. Well, let's take a quick break. Yeah, let's and do that. We'll come back and we'll talk about our games with Mickle. Sounds good. Okay. Garage Hammer fans, this is Jumpin' Johnny Jive here to tell you about the hottest Warhammer tournament, Blood, Blood in the, the Sun. Sun! That's right, Blood in the Sun 5, staying alive, June 26th, 27th, and 28th, 2015. Blood in the Sun is a three-day celebration of fantasy miniatures, featuring a Funkadelic Friday five-man club challenge, a two-day tantalizing 2,400-point Grand Tournament, and lots of dynamite time to socialize with Warhammer players from around North America. This year, we've got a few new surprises for you, so make sure you check us out at www.bloodinthesun.com. That's right, www.bloodinthesun.com. Be there or be square. And we're back. We are back. More Tournament of Terribleness. Um, so we both played Ryan. You played him in Game 2. I played him in Game 3. Now, he was playing Grant's List, which was actually pretty good Like uh, you know, for what we were doing because it was Warriors. Right. So I'll run through his list real quick. He had a Chaos Lord uh, on a mount with the Wizarding Hat. Lots of Wizarding Hats here. Right. Exalted Hero on Arabian Carpet. A unit of 35 Chaos Warhounds. Yeah, 35 dogs. Yeah, that's a Poison Attack, Swift Stride, Vanguarding unit. Uh, three, Two units of five Forsaken, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, three units of ten Chaos Marauders, one Mutilith Vortex Beast, four Dragon Ogres, Hand Weapon Shield, one, and one Chaos Giant. Oh, yeah. So a very fighty list he had. Yeah, you could push that forward and fight with it. Even though they're small units, they still pack a punch. They're still right. They're still warrior units. So I don't know how your game went, but I can summarize my game pretty quickly. Opening okay. round or two for me were great. The 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 rockets landed and all the shooting was on. I took out uh, you know a unit of marauders. I did a fireball on his chaos warhounds. He let that go. Then I irresistible fleeing cage. Caused a panic check. They all ran, which meant they all took further hits. Uh, I got that unit down to 10 models after round one. I eventually killed it, I think, with uh, fire, a later fireball. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, he weathered the storm and just kept on marching up towards me. And once he got into my lines, boy, it, he just tore me up. His like, giant came in. Uh, you know, I countercharged his giant with the, the, the flagellants and did five wounds to it, but couldn't kill it. He killed the flagellants and then just ter- terror bombed me all over the place. And uh, bad stupidity checks for my, my griffin writing general at the wrong moments meant that I couldn't get my general close but enough and get him into position. So, yeah, the Chaos Warriors did what they do. They, they fought well and caused panic checks and terror checks. So, yeah, he just pretty much tabled me in that game. Yeah, well, um, for us, it was a little closer up until the last turn. Once again, 
I played nickel and lost, but I kept in it up until the last turn. This was battle for the pass in game three. Mm. So we're moving forward. It was my bunch of uh, skinks against his dogs. And oh, jeez. Yeah. 80 skinks against 35 dogs, both yeah. with poison. No, he's got poison. You only have poison in shooting. Right. How did that go? Uh, it was funny because he had his chaos lord in the unit with the mount. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a funny visual. Yeah. Uh, I wound up getting a way more attacks than he did. Yeah. Uh, so it was funny because I was getting a bunch of wounds in. Um, he did break them once and they ran, and then he didn't run them down. And so <laughs> I, I, I managed to stop and reform, and then he attacked again. Um, did you shoot him on the way in? Yeah, I stood. Yeah, did the stand yeah, and yeah, shoot. Yeah, okay. It's um. It's another case of I need to pay attention when I'm playing. Like by the third game, I'm getting tired and I'm getting slap happy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, twice I had harmonic conver- two rounds of combat. I throw in a harmonic convergence on them so I get to reroll my ones. Oh. And uh, we put the damn card on top of the unit. I was moving the card out of the way to take skinks off of the trays. Oh man! Still forgot about it. That's where he has to reroll. No, you. No, re-roll I get ones. to reroll ones. Would that have made a difference? Oh, yeah, because I had him down at the end. Like, I had a ton of skinks left. He had eight dogs left. Oh, man. And over two rounds of combat, re-rolling ones to hit and to wound, I think I could have gotten those dogs down and just had and a, mm. a few more wounds. I mean, I only was losing the combats by, like, one or two. That's, that would be the difference. He'd be making break checks then. Exactly. And here's the thing. That unit, okay, our game ended. He won. Um. Now, I did have one thing where my Razor Dons took his giant off. Like, he charged, I stand and shoot. and the, Was it the auto-hitting Razor Dons? No, we knew how to play it at this <laughs> point. You guys corrected me after game one. Okay. Let's not start. Um, but here was my question, and this is what we didn't know. You roll the artillery dice to see how many shots they got. Right. Now, I know when you read the rules for grape shot, you know, you're firing, like, from a cannon. Mm-hmm. You roll, and that's how many shots you get. Mm-hmm. And then you roll... Uh, to, uh, to wound, wound, right? Um, but it doesn't say that it's like multi- it doesn't have the multiple shots rule. It doesn't say anything about that. And most things that have multiple shots have the multiple shots rule. Now, um, I I didn't I didn't know, and I said we could go downstairs and ask what they think. But like you know, Ryan's like, nah, just take it. So I right. didn't take a penalty for multiple shots. I mean, I still wound up hitting on sixes most of the time. Mm, that I don't know. I, I, think, I, think five, yeah. I think they can move and shoot without penalty, and there's no penalty for range. Right. Well, no, there's a there's there's long range penalty. Oh, there is. Okay. They can move and shoot without penalty, but there is a long range penalty. Does it have the multiple shots rule? No, it says follow the rule for grape shot in the book, and you look up the rule for grape shot, and it says nothing about having a multiple uh, shots rule. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think I don't think you would take that penalty then. So I didn't think you did. He said, "Well, then go ahead and you just do it without mm. that penalty." So. I wound up taking the giant off, but basically what it comes down to in this game is we get to this last turn, and I killed off some of his stuff. I killed off – I wound up he wound up getting 1,360 points, and I wound up getting 625. Okay, so he, he whipped you pretty good. Yeah, but okay, that last turn, bottom of turn six is when he winds up taking out and running down the unit of skinks. Uh. The skinks with the two characters – the skinks were 560 points. And oh, the two that's, characters, that's like a 
900 point swing if you had kept that unit and but killed his warhounds. If I would have killed off those eight other warhounds, I would have gotten the 360 yeah. points for that without the warrior. I would have been at 985. Right. He would have left, plus the two characters in the unit made that like a, it was just over a 700 point unit. So he drops down to 650. Mm. And I jump up to almost 1000. So you got to call that thing the, the skink star. Yeah, I mean, and it was like basically, and I'm not saying I definitely would have won. I'm saying I had a better chance at winning, and I wasn't paying damned attention. And this is the type of thing that happens to me all the time: is I miss things that I should have be, I should be watching, and making sure happen. Well, it it happens to me too, and which you know, third game, I'll talk about something, one of my big blunders. I so. mean, Ryan put the card on top of the unit so we wouldn't forget. And even he's, he's right. even I forgot. I'm like, I pushed the card out of the way so I could pull the models off. How dumb am I? He's like, right. Isaac, dude, I would have reminded you, but I didn't even think about it either. And I was looking right at the card myself. I didn't think. I'm like, it's not your job to think about it. Right, right. Like, I need to keep paying attention to this. But it's you know, playing against Ryan is always fun. He he's a, he's a good player. He plays a tight game. Mm-hmm. He plays well. His movement isn't sloppy. He he knows his rules. Uh, yeah, he's he's he knows his game plan and he executes it. Uh, and the yeah, thing it's, is, it's he also will point out to you, like, because I did the drop rocks thing, which mm-hmm. is the shooting during the, but it's like, kind of like shooting, but happens in the movement phase. Mm-hmm. So then, after I did that, I was going right to the shooting with the razor dons, and he's like, "Don't you want to have your magic phase first? I was like, mm. "Oh yeah, like you know, like and he, if if you forget something, he'll point it out to you." He's like, he, "Oh yeah, he doesn't want to win because you did something really stupid." Because the gotcha moments, yeah. yeah. He did the same thing to me, like, "Oh, don't forget to move this guy." Like, "Oh, thank right. you." Yeah, no, he's really he's he's really good about it. So yeah, um, there's a reason he's the Midwest rep for the uh, yeah for the ATC, right? So. Um, I was, you know, like it was, it was a really fun game. He wound up winning. He wound up winning the whole thing. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he was the runaway winner. What was your third game? Let's uh, talk about our, our final games. I played against Greg Marcotte. He had, um, I think it was was it Tyler's Demon Army. He had the, the yeah, the top rated. Oh, Demon it was Army. Um, Will Fergus's. Army. Yeah, no, right, right, and um, that was really fun. Um, except. <laughs> Greg had like the worst luck with dice. Like, just couldn't make any. It, it, first of all, you know he does his. I, 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 I just I get chain lightning as my spell. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll take that. So I'm just six dicing the chain lightning. Sure. The first one it jumps across like five units, puts a wound on his on his hero caster. You know, puts a, a wound on the soul grinder. Takes off about four of the ten. Um. You know, blood letters, blood letters from each yeah. of the units that it goes against. I mean, it's just like really great. Uh, second turn, I get it off again. I wind up Oof. hitting every unit in the army except for one. Man. Kill off the one wizard. Um, take down, like, of the three or four units of blood letters he has, I killed. The, I got one of them down to, like, two models, one of them down to six models. The other one was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that happened to be on the turn where he rolled his Winds of Magic and rolled it so that his his wards, they went down to a six. Right. On the turn that I jumped to every single unit and was rolling five to six hits. Jeez. Per, you know, then rolling to wound on a strength six, toughness sure. three. He was just like, oh, my God. Wiped out. His demon prince attacks my cold one nights, and my cold one nights just chop it up. <laughs> it well, it's a naked turns. demon prince, right? It's got no upgrades well, or a, something because a just, minor, yeah, it's yeah. a twenty-five point. So it was just it was. I mean, I wound up winning that thing. I got like 
I think I got a stupid. I got like eighteen hundred points, and he got the razor dons for one seventy five. So it was really wow. It went really horrible for him. I felt bad. Like everything was just, like even the soul grinder charges the skinks, and because I had him that wide, I got something like twenty twenty some out attack. Sure, on yeah. him. So I mean, even hitting on sixes. I had twenty some odd attacks, Hit, hitting and wounding on sixes, right? And I had some decent rolls, and I got yeah. a couple of wounds, and he couldn't save them all. Right. Well, um, you only need one or two per round. Yeah. And then I I charged with the pterodons in the back, so he managed oh. to kill off a couple of those. So it's like he won the combat, but then I roll with that stupid <laughs> cold blooded, yeah. And I like get uh, an insane courage on the earth. So like I need like a two or three, not a two. I need like a three. On it because I had they're near the general, yeah. and I got it. And the skink stayed, and the pterodons broke, so he couldn't go anywhere. Right. But then, like the you know the next combat, I had done again so many wounds, he just couldn't possibly save all of them. So the skinks tore down the soul grinder. Nice. That's this great visual though. Just this wave, sea and waves of skinks against this big soul grinder. Uh, it, was, it was fun to see. Yeah, it was so stupid though. It really was stupid. But it was fun. What about your other game? My game, I played Tyler Harshi. Now, this is interesting because he had my list. I had his, and we played each other the final round. Oh, okay. So the the list that I submitted that I was facing was an orc war boss with the battle axe of the last wah. That's uh, D6. He gets plus D6 attacks and strength. An orc BSB. Controversial choice there, I know. That's right. Everyone's like, oh, BSB, what are you doing? Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I... It was a nod to whoever was running this army. Well, plus, everyone said make a crummy list, but not unplayable. And orcs right. and goblins, are pr- it's pretty hard to play them without the BSB. I well, I figured that. I added the BSB to offset animosity. That was the thing. Right. And we already discussed how my list was almost absolutely unplayable. Yeah, yours was for sure. <laughs> uh, Night Goblin Warboss with the Wizarding Hat. Three units of orcs. One as Biggins. Another with Dual Choppa. And another one as Sword and Board. Okay. Ten wolf riders, full command with bows. Eight squig hoppers, three snotlings, two boar chariots, and a Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah, so we this was our um, Battle for the Past deployment. So usually I, I relish this matchup because, you know, with ranged shooting and everything, deplete him before he gets to me. But with the war machines that I had, one blew up, turn one. That <laughs> left me with the rocket battery, which couldn't do much. Strength three against all this toughness four. Uh, he kept on rolling that... Um, What's that metal spell where you can better your armor save? I don't know. Whatever that one is. He kept on rolling that and getting it off. So, uh, yeah, but he just mauled me. He once I did kill the Arachnorok with uh, Searing Doom. I think I got six wounds off of it and then killed it with um, the Flagellants once again. Uh, but once, he, once his line reached mine, there was nothing I could do. And the, this was interesting because, well, two things made it interesting. One... The general on Griffin that I had had blood roar, which means, and I use this against you, right? If I if they if my opponent has to make a fear or terror check, they roll an extra die and they they they, they drop the lowest result. So I could have been terror bombing his guys big time, right? Right. But I just didn't realize that I should be doing that. Uh, <laughs> and the other thing is, this is how I envision orcs and goblins to play: just a wave of bodies that just inundate you right right that because that's how this game played out the big units of 25 orc boys versus these smallest units of 15 10 units of empires i mean 
of Imperials. You know, my line was it looked cool, but once he got to me, he just he just smashed me. He just absolutely destroyed me. Right. So it was a fun game nonetheless, and that's how I envision orcs playing. You know, versus Empire. The green. You just never see that anymore. No, you never do. But uh, uh, yeah, it was a fun game. Yeah, what I mean, just <laughs> lots of weird crap doing really cool things because it was fighting other weird crap. Yeah, you know, in that game, his the eight squig hoppers I put in there, I put in there as a joke. They tore up my my line big time. <laughs> <laughs> the random movement, you know, they're, they're they're charging here and flanking this unit. I'm like, man, squig hoppers are kind of awesome. <laughs> That's the thing. Throughout the game, people kept saying that. Ryan was like, oh, you know, those uh, Forsaken. Yeah. With their random attacks and random weird things they can get. Yeah, against crummy little units. Seriously, five of them were tearing up my lizard men mm. because they get, you know, they get D3 plus one attacks. So they're getting two to four attacks. Yeah, they get some special abilities. So yeah. they could get frenzy or, right. or something. So you start using those, and it's like, oh, that's really good. You know, like I said, I'm sitting there playing a Saurus are awesome. No, really, yeah, yeah. they're not unless you're playing this stuff. Right. But uh, it was really, it was really just, it was just an all around good time. It, it felt like a new game because you know there's all these new units, and you know everyone for the most part is using an army they've never played before. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed playing it. Playing an army you're unfamiliar with, with models you generally don't see on the table when mm. you play against it, made it. Yeah, it was a whole new day. Yeah, so it was a genius idea, Grant. He, yeah, he, he did a good job putting it together. Yeah, and so overall, the day was just a really. It was, it was a win. It was a total yeah. win, and it really made me. You know, it it it. Any any annoyance I had with this game going into that day was just erased for, mm-hmm. you know. I think we discussed it. We we've we've said it and we said it on the show. One of the things that we like, you know, this game. Our favorite way for, to play this game, where this game shines, is in small little mini three game campaigns in your basement mm-hmm. or yep. small little thing where you're where you're trying stuff out. Hey, I'd like to try out this weird fluff thing. What can we right. do to make it fair where I can still do this thing that I want to try out? All right, well, let's do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you could do it even, you could do it with hard lists, soft lists, scenarios. I mean, we've done scenarios, but we've also done stuff where you're like, I really want to try out this list, and it, it's, it, it could be kind of unfair, so go ahead and take your craziest, hardest stuff. Nobody, you know, nobody's going to get mad. You know, because we're, we're just mm-hmm. trying to see, you know, can this take a face beating? And so mm-hmm. then you could try your crazy stuff, too. You know, your ridiculous, you know, spamming out everything that's good things. It's just that idea of, you know, knowing ahead of time when you're coming in there that we're playing a game for fun with. It felt like we're truly gaming. Yes. Right? We're not competing. We're gaming. Yeah. Big difference there. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like when you're having a board game night where it's like, yeah, I want to win, but I'm here to just interact right. and have fun. Right. And that's what it was. Um, and it was, it was just, it was just great. Yeah. It was great. So. I, I, I want to, I want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it's, it's kind of cool. I almost want to, I almost want to say, let's write up crummy lists. I'll write up a, you know. I'll write up something crummy for yeah. this, and you could write up something crummy for one of your armies. We'll just come over and swap them. Yeah, that works for me. Or the the TNT, where we get five people and swap randomly sure. assigned lists and play you know that. What, what might even be fun if we had a day where we had a little more time is to 
write up crummy lists like this again and mm-hmm. swap them and then play the game out. And if we have time, play it twice, but like swap the armies and then play oh, our right. own armies. Sure, sure. So yeah, it's sort of like, I, you know, so that way when I give you this list, you're like, dude, there's no way this list is unplayable. <laughs> well, let me try it then. I bet yeah, you, yeah. you know, because I think that part of the unplayableness of some of these armies was that it was a completely unfamiliar army. Mm. And, you know, not just an unfamiliar list, but unfamiliar everything to some, for some of us. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think you could have made that Orc and Goblins list work a little bit better than other people were making it work. Maybe. I Tyler definitely played it uh, to its fullest capability. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not taking anything away from him. But what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is, I mean, in that circumstance, I mean, if we were to swap elves and... And undead. Oh, and, and, right. These are two armies where we both played against them, and we've seen them, but we don't play them. Right. So we would be awkward with it. Whereas if we switched back, it's like, well, now, now here's how you actually play. Right. Yeah. yeah that's actually a good, crummy, a good approach. It might, be a, it might be a fun thing to see. Or did I really make it that bad that you're right? Nobody can play with this. Not you right. know. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be fun. I'd be down for that. That sounds like fun too. Cool. Well, um, well, I think that's everything. I believe it is. So, some positive vibes, a positive hammer. Yeah, we had a good time. And honestly, I can't say enough. That's what's important. Mm. We played. We had a good time. That's what this is about. So, and we're, and we're anxious for more. Exactly. How about that? Exactly. So, folks, uh, that's another show. Um, we'll be back with episode 121. I'm thinking it'll be thankful if we get the notes done in time. Um, if not, then it'll be something else, but it's probably thankful. So in the meantime, have fun, be positive, (laughs) mix up your games, do some, play some terrible tournaments. Yeah. Just, you know, do whatever you need to, to have fun with this, you know, because I mean, unless you just completely quit, but if you've got this much invested in it, can't blame GW for publishing it because they've given you a full set of tools to do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Who you know? Don't worry about what tomorrow's bringing. Just take what you've got. There's enough here that, I mean, honestly, if nobody said ninth edition, if they if they announced tomorrow that ninth edition was coming in 2016, and that we could just play with what we've got, there's enough here to play and have fun with. I agree. Here. So yeah, I agree. Just keep playing and have a good time. Absolutely. And with that, folks, take it easy. We'll see you in a few weeks. Take care, guys. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support GarageHammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.